Is there any people on Twitch? Oh, those three. That one's me, though. One's probably Joker, one's you. No, Master Zulu's in Oh, is it? He's always here. He's good. He's good. Loyal, you see. Loyal. Right. I'm going to switch it on now so I can... Bam! We're on. Are we on? Are we live? We're on the Twitch. And I'm guessing people can hear us. I love the pink slippers, by the way. Very nice. Yeah, that was Jamie. I just said to Jamie, can you draw me... Like, have a tea break. And he's like, yep, and I gave you pink slippers as well. So, See? I think that's how it should be. Pink slippers, that suits you just fine. Yeah, let's set it off. Are we ready? Yeah, I'm always ready. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Right. I'm going to stop the video. Look, people, look, if people want to see it, they can go to YouTube and watch it later. What, why can't we just let it play while we're doing our intros? Um, because for me, at the moment, how it is right now, I've got you in my ear and the sound audio oh. of that going. Dude, we saw behind the curtain for a second there. We did, we did. That was crazy. Yeah. It's like crazy. peering through the veil. We're through the looking glass here, people, as Milhouse said. That's it. Right, go on, get it going, get it going, man. Yeah, that's it. May I begin now? You may begin. I'm not asking mm-hmm. you, Stu. Chinny, are you ready to start? I'm ready, mate, yeah. Stu, are you ready? Well, well, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Welcome, y'all, to the veteran gamers. Juju, Chinny, all the fellas will tell you about every single game that you play in this week. Wow, wow, he's a very nice. Stew story time and Chinny's game breakers. Here comes Duke with the soundbite savior. It's the veteran gamers. Buy my book. Switch that console up before you have to press repeat, yo. Hello and welcome to show 248 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 248 and we're feeling great. So hold on and wait while we podcast, mate. Yeah. Dang it. With, with our handsome faces playing in the background. Gotta say. I don't see any handsome faces. I see yeah, a yeah. handsome looking menu. Why? Has there been a video released? There, there has. Awesome there has. Video released. It is awesome, oh. I've got to say. Yeah. I've got to say. Oh, I you, Chinny. You are? I said you put one out as well, huh? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I was talking to Chinny just before we started recording and stuff. And. I have to say, I always find it kind of sad how many people view said videos because they are nothing short of excellent, I've got to say. So why is it sad and, that people are watching them? Well, because I feel like, you know, all the effort that Chini puts in, not only on the day filming it all. Oh, you, you know, don't have more people watching it. Yeah, all the effort he puts in. And then all the time and effort he puts in editing it together to make it really, really cool and very fun. I mean, so funny, in fact, I nearly did a bit of wee when I was watching it. That's what she said. That's what he said. Uh, and it was good. You know, it's so excellent. And I just feel like more people should see it because it was so good. And not just because my handsome face is in it, you know. 
I, know, but because I think that, that that's on us to spread the word and show it to people. But it's also a thing where Chinny knows that excellence isn't about number of audience members. It's about like, you know, are you committed to making the best thing you can make? No, I no, know. It's about numbers. It's about numbers. <laughs> it is about numbers. I mean, Chinny's uh, tweeted Jonathan Ross. I've tweeted Jonathan Ross. <laughs> Why? Hang on. Why have I tweeted Jonathan Ross? Because he's in it, of course. He's in and it. It's so rare that he's in something that's on YouTube. <laughs> he should definitely be retweeting that. No, but, you know, he's in our film. And he's, he's in cool, it for you three know. seconds. What? That doesn't matter. He's still okay. in it. So for people that don't know, um, the, the secret that I kept... surprise that Chinny was teasing the, before. Yeah, the, <laughs> the secret that I kept from Stu was, um, whilst he wandered off and played elite crap, I found Jonathan Ross and cornered him and said, John! Quick word. Anyway, yep. <laughs> but you can see oh, why. Thank you. Uh, goodbye. You can, you can see why he doesn't stop because if he stops, people gather. Yeah. And then when he gathers, yeah, they'll leech onto. And he was with his daughter, and his daughter was, you know, like trying to see the game. So I just, I could see why he kept on moving. But to be honest, I mean, what, what did he expect? Like we was going to go to the pub and have like be great mates, you know? That, that's pretty much. Uh, that's all I wanted, really. So it was have very nice of him. Picture, to... Have you seen the picture of that basketball player getting out of his car and all the people are like trying to do selfies with him? Do it's selfies. The most, yeah, it's yeah. the saddest picture I've ever seen in my life. At least I went up to John and said hello. You yeah, know, exactly. And you're pointing selfies. at him, not at you. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think what was kind <laughs> of... The video is the diddly diddly. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that to be on as a soundbite. <laughs> it's got to be on at some point. <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about. Not a clue. You were talking about the file. You were talking about the file on the computer. And um, I mean, if you listen <laughs> to this podcast and you haven't watched this video, this is going to be a bad intro for you. Um, but there's a, bar, there's a part where Stuart is lying on the bed and I'm patting the camera across him like a porno because I was bored. And... Um, <laughs> And that Stu, moment is on now. Stu, Stu starts to um, talk about uh, like the file size on the, on the computer, and he said, it's, it's tiddly, it's tiddly, 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 and it went right up to the camera. And as soon as I filmed it, as soon as I filmed it, I was like, yep, that's going to be, I know exactly what I'm going to do with that. I'm going to loop it and then make it look like he's possessed. It was so good. I mean, laugh, honestly, even watching it, and Kay thought it was hilarious. She was laughing a lot. Um, something interesting though, you know, you know, you called Bongo and I the twins. Yeah, you know, you said it's the twins. Well, my wife said my it's wife. In the second video. I know. Well, my wife. Two, she hold, on, said, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's two videos this year, listeners. Right? There's oh, one oh, that's two. funny. There's fu- it's funny. It's it's about twelve minutes long, and you know, it's a bit of fun, and we have a have a laugh. You don't really find out about much about the video games, but it's fun. <laughs> um, but at the end of that video, there is another video. That has all the footage, you know, it's edited, but a little less, um, you know, politely. And it's it's about 39 minutes. So there's there's tons of content, video form of us. And it's, you and know, now, pretty funny as well. excerpt of that particular video. Diddly. Diddly, diddly, diddly. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, anyway, what I was going to say is my wife, my wife. Because she's never seen Bongo before. She hasn't <laughs> seen him before. And her first comment was, he could be your older brother. That was the first thing she said <laughs> as soon as she saw him. So there you go. They're already, so, they're already typing tiddly into the chat. Uh, it was good, though. Honestly, it's a, I think it's definitely the best one you've ever done. 
There you go. It was so funny. I mean, I laughed. I just laughed and laughed. I mean, even though I was there doing it all with you, you know, yeah. um, it's just funny. It was just, it was just funny. Aren't the video game? It's the things like the show are not working, or you know, the <laughs> yeah. breakfast. Yes. Yes, the better. Or me doing tiddly. <laughs> oh, the, no, the funniest bit, the, the thing that Kay laughed at the most was you knocking Chris MJW over with that stupid yeah. box on his head. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's fun. If people want to know what we think about the video games, they can listen to the show. That's what I was thinking. Or they can watch the bigger video where we talk a little bit more about the video games. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the murder scene. Ian said the murder scene was the funniest bit for him. Murders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's when he first walked in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's like a murder scene. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you asked for it. You got... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's going to be a, a regular occurrence on the show. Good. Um, but, yeah, it was excellent. I've got to say excellent. And, and I can't reiterate enough. If you haven't seen it, go to the Veteran Gamers YouTube page and just watch it because it is so yeah, funny. Stop listening to us right now and go look at it. Yeah. And then come back to listening to us later. Eh, or not. Or yeah. not. Or know. just uh, watch TV. Just out of interest, we have had some comments already on the YouTube page. And we want more of those as well. So, you know, give us your comments. Tell us what you think Thank and all that stuff. But, uh, but the Teddy Edwards said, Stu looks surprisingly young and handsome. He sounds a little like an old man on the podcast. Mawa. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I'm sexy and I know it. By the way, that T-shirt, the Homer Simpson shirt from Bongo. Oh, Bongo, you are the man. Bongo had a better T-shirt. Yeah, but... Hey, by the way, he takes, he takes a lot of prize in what T-shirts. Yeah, dickhead. Um, he takes a lot of prize in what T-shirts he wears. And the, there was one where he had a W. Uh, there's Jonathan Ross. A W and an anchor. <laughs> A W yeah. and next to it an anchor. Oh, I get it. There you we'll go. Stop. Oh, you see. But what? Unbeknownst to people, right? Uh, oh, some people will probably know this, but some people won't. But Bongo uh, specifically buys T-shirts for EGX or Eurogamer, so he will buy a, a brand new T-shirt for each day of the of the EGX and a special one, uh, a special one for Midlife Gamer Party. Mm. So there you go. So and he only wears them. For the first time at that event, well, he's like a rapper. You know what I mean? He buys one pair of trainers and then throws them away immediately. Yeah, that's it. Wears them once, then chucks them in the bin. Bam, you know. Bam. So yeah, it was good. So yeah, def- definitely go over to uh, YouTube and watch the film because it's well worth a look. Because uh, we had a, a, such a laugh. Uh, making it, I guess, as much as you doing all the editing. I'm guessing that probably wasn't as fun as making it. The editing, um, I don't know. Editing can be quite uh, rewarding once you've sort of got the structure down, and it you, you look at all the footage and you just think, "Fucking hell!" Because my first edit was fifty minutes long, um, oh, Jesus. and then I got it down to seventeen, and I couldn't get it down anymore. And then I asked my friend Jamie, who did all the pixel art that we're looking at, right. uh, to have a look at it, and he he suggested a few things and we cut it, cut it down again to about um yeah to to 12 and that's what it is now so what did matt editing think? job well done sir what was what was matt's opinion uh he hasn't seen it yet i don't think no i don't think so, don't think so. no i don't think he's seen it god you need to get him on it see yeah. like he'll see it eventually 
so yeah it's very good um i guess we need to move on to some video games and such like because that's why people listen i suppose yes uh you know and seeing as i am a, a little old actually man. get to the store discussions of video games yet because there's something else that has to come first oh god what's happening i don't know don't you have a story to tell well no because like the film's kind of like the story i suppose isn't he We're ready to go right into this now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. There you go. Yeah, Save straight Final into Cut Pro, I expect. Straight into what we've been playing that, and shit. Is that right, Jenny? Yes, I did use Yeah, I did use Final Cut Pro ten. The controversial Final Cut Pro ten, I did use. Why is it controversial? Uh, people don't like the magnetic timeline. It sort of sticks oh. and it's a bit fiddly sometimes, but it's one off. of those things where, like, uh, no, but the pros outweigh the cons, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah. So you said that it's a bit tiddly? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit tiddly. Yeah. yeah, that's not the best bit. You missed the best bit, so that's all best right. The best bit? The bit where I'm doing it very quickly. <laughs> what? You're not doing it quickly? It was, he edited it. I know, but no, but prior to that, I say it about six times before the slow one. Really? No, he looped it. Yeah, I know he did. Oh, okay. I realized that he playing the part where he looped it. (laughs) Anyway, well, that's the funniest bit. What's the matter with you? Um, This is the funniest bit. (laughs) There you go. You're laughing. There you go. That's that's the funniest bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, games. I've, sp- I've played a shit ton of games this week. Oh, yay! I know. Shit ton. L- loads and loads and loads. I um, any impressionable children are listening for the bad words. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, Splunky. Splunky. Eh? It, it was free on PSN. And it's Millie's new go-to platformer. Oh. Yeah, because, you, you know, like, because, right, since the iOS 8 introduction on the iPad... Mutant muds will no longer work, so she's very sad. Oh, that is sad. I know. But I said to her, you've done literally... Well, she has not literally. She has done everything you can do in the game. She's got every award, every collectible. She's done everything. Yeah. I said, there's no, there's nothing left for you to do in that game. And she's like, yeah, but I just like playing the levels. And I'm like, yeah, but you've done it all. What yeah, are you doing? It's pathetic for someone to keep playing a game over and over, even though they've already... Exactly. It's stupid. Stupid. Yes. Weird. Especially if they've seen literally everything well, there is to see. Why would you keep doing it? Just move on to something else. Exactly. Idiots. So she's on so she's on Splunky. Now I've played the demo before, but that's kind of all I've ever played. And this game is good. You know, and I know it's got loads of awards and it's highly you know oh, it's got loads. It? I know, but it's bloody good. Uh it's very clever. And Millie, you know, she's used to, I mean, she's used to hard games because she played, Mutant Muds is not an easy game to play. But she's kind of not liking the, the way that the levels just regenerate randomly every time she starts up again. Randomly or procedurally? Well, it's procedurally generated. So every time you start the level again, it's completely different to the last time. It yeah. just randomizes where everything oh, is in the level. What's the difference between random and procedural? Uh. Well, I just know there is one because I I made the mix up on Reddit one time and this person was like it's not random it's procedurally generated come on I think procedurally means that it always has the same elements in it but they're just in a different order possibly whereas random it can be totally randomized I don't know maybe it does 
maybe that's what he means. Who knows? Um, but yeah, she's uh, she's actually enjoying it. So I think she'll probably be playing more of that. And I probably will myself because I kind of liked it. And it's cute and it's clever and it's hard. You know, and I think I think with Millie and the way she likes to be challenged, she'll possibly be having a you know having a go of the daily challenges once she gets used to it a bit more. Uh, and it's kind of one of those platformers that as you play it more, you get better at doing it. And if you do die, it's usually because of something you've done very stupidly rather than the game. The game's not unfair, you know what I mean? It's hard, but it's not unfair on you. It, it's it's usually your own stupidity that causes you to lose a life rather than the game being mean to you. Is it super hard? So, yes. Uh, it's not. I wouldn't say it's super hard. I wouldn't say it's, like, ridiculously hard. Um, but it's not. It's a challenge. You know, it's a challenging game. And, and you've got to be very precise. And the, the enemies in the levels all sort of are quite... all have different kinds of patterns. Um... But like I say, it's usually your stupidity that causes you to lose a life or die. But your it's, stupidity. it's one of those. Not mine. Yeah, but my oh, my uh... own stupidity. But I think you would like this, Chinny. I do think it's your kind of game. You know, yeah, did, you like it. I played a demo and I, I didn't fall in love with it. But um, you know, the the high praise that it gets does sort of tempt me to to give it a second chance. Yeah, I mean, and, and considering how you know, it's a very basic looking game, but it does look. Uh, very bright and shiny on the PS4, I've got to say. You know, it does look nice, even though it's very, you know, it's a sprite-driven platformer. Uh, it's a good-looking little game, you know, nice art style. Uh, and it's, it's satisfying to play, so, yeah, I kind of like it. And there's lots of little things that you can do, and I found one of the funny things that I found that you could do. There's, um, there's like, a shopkeeper, and you can obviously go and buy extra supplies like ropes and bombs and all that kind of jive. And there's lots. What's quite cool about it is obviously when you use bombs, you can redesign the levels in effect. You know, wherever you blow something up, it obviously stays that way. Uh, so sometimes you can actually block off access to somewhere you needed to get to by mistake if you just put the bomb in the wrong place. And you block. So I see. Back. Yeah, so that's kind of quite funny. But you can attack the shop, shopkeeper and like a shotgun comes out of him and then he just <laughs> bounces like crazy around the level ah. and, and eventually shoots you and kills you. So it's probably not a wise decision, but it is kind of a funny thing to do. Better recognize. Yeah, so there is some quite funny things in it. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's good, but it's hard. you know. But I think my daughter, if she can get into it a little bit, will really enjoy it. So, you know, I'm trying to get her to do it. Do it. Ellie, come on. What are you waiting for? Do it. it. And yes, I got a code off Curve Digital. They're really good. I'm getting loads of codes for review. Who are they? They do a lot of the ports for games onto other platforms. Right. So they publish a lot of ports of of games, like, you know, sort of already established games when they get ported to Wii U or PS4 or Vita. Um, okay. And it's quite an easy way. It's quite easy to get the codes because instead of having to email a person, there's literally just a website you go to. You choose your platform, uh, choose the game that you want, etc. Choose the what you you know. You give them your email address and all that, and and then like a bot just sends you the code. So you don't actually have to deal with a real person at all. It's just like okay. a bot that sends the code. Um, and they had lone survivors coming out on the Wii U. So I thought, well, why not? I'll give it a whistle. I played this game, and I can't remember whether I played it on the Vita or whether I played it on the iOS. I can't remember what platform I played it on. But I have played quite a lot of Lone Survivor before. Uh, But I didn't get 
a massive way into the game and i've gone a lot further now by playing it on the wii u and and what's kind of cool is you know you can play it on the tv of, of course and it looks great i mean it's a pixel game lone survivor so it's never going to win any awards for being the best looking game ever because it just isn't um but it's got a really great art style and atmosphere to it and it's basically it reminds me a lot of silent hill so it's very, very similar to like a Silent Hill game, but on a sort of 2D plane, uh, moving left to right. And that's basically the way the levels are set up. And it's obviously um, pixels. Um, but it's a, clever, it's a clever little sort of story. And you've got to survive and you've got to eat food and you've got to sleep and you've got to take medicine and you've got to cook stuff. So if you, if you, like, you sort of have to collect all the stuff that you need to use in the game, like pots and pans and kettles and it, and like i've picked up some espresso but i can't do anything unless i get an espresso maker you know so there's lots of stuff um that you have to do but it's really really good and the wii u versions you know it's 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 pretty much the exact same game but this is the director's cut now i'm not sure what the difference is between the standard the game direct and the director's cut, cut. The director's cut. i think the director uh, has a special sound clip in it and it goes like this delay, 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 delay. I'm sure it does. Uh, but what's great about it is, apart from the... I think it's a really cool art style as it goes. Um, but it's kind of scary. Even though it's 2D, it's, it's got a great atmosphere and the sound is fantastic. You know, it's got a great sound to it and the music and everything is really, really well done. Uh, and it's just really surreal and weird. Now, would you say you know, defecating your pants while you play? Uh, no, I can't say as I was defecating That's my pants as I People play. who play this game like poop themselves. Yeah. Uh, That's not what the Twitch stream says. No, I can see. Um, But yeah, it's good. I can definitely recommend it if you've you've got a Wii U or you see it on on any other platform for that matter. It's definitely worth picking up. And it's a a really nice, well done little game. You know, so so definitely give it a whirl. You know, it's well worth a look. Uh, Yes, Bayonetta 2, uh, the the demo that we played at... EGX has come out on the European store. <gasps> so, what's kind of weird about the Wii U is the limit how many times you can play a demo. What? So when you download it, you get 15 plays. What? Who's so I know more than 15 times. No, you can sense. only you can only play it 15 times, which is a bit weird. That makes sense. Um, how do you even know that? It comes up, and every time you start it up again, it tells you how many times you've got left. more times to play. Yeah, pretty much. And there's another funny thing I never told you about the Wii U, which I found rather amusing, was that when, when you use an app for the first time, right, this is no word of a lie, only Nintendo could do this, right? The first time I used the internet, and it's quite good, it's quite a good browser on it, to be fair, but the first time I used the internet on the Wii U, you get, like, curtains like a stage, right? And you have to click on them, and there's a drum roll, the curtains open, and the internet's behind it. What? And you know when you just like... Meeting. Why, what is that? Why did he do that? It's just so funny. Because it's the presentation. It's cute. It's fun. It's Nintendo. It Nintendo. is. It is Nintendo. Um... Bayonetta 2 is anything but Nintendo, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. Uh, and I've played now the demo. Nintendo games are fun. Exactly. This is fun. That's, but it's a, it's a, 
It's a whole different kind of fun to Mario Kart, <laughs> that's for sure. Chini, do you it is fun. Um, it is. I'll, I'll guarantee you this, right? Bayonetta two is very different from Mario Kart. Fifteen times, <laughs> not fifteen minutes. But uh, anyway, so fifteen times. And... Grammar, please. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I am grading papers, so I am. I have played it. Uh, four more times. <laughs> You're gonna run out of your replays. You're gonna go to my friend's house and be like, "Can I, can I log on with your account and download it so I can play it 15 more times?" Well, I'm, ra- I'm rationing how many replays. But you see, what I'm doing is, you see, Rash. I've got a plan. No, I have got a plan, right? And there is a reason uh, behind the madness, right, of keep playing it, because I'm practicing for when the actual game comes out. You see, getting used to all the different combos and stuff that you can do, because you can do all that in the game. So why? Why not? You know, why though? It's great. So I started off right. I got I got a stone because I was really shit the first time I played it through. Right. Then I got bronze and I'm up to silver. So I'm going to try and get the highest possible by keep practicing and keep playing it. So I'm just going to keep on going until I get all those combos. Uh, And what's cool is you do learn as I'm playing. I'm getting better and I'm dispatching the enemies hellishly. Uh, quick compared to what it was the first time I played it. Hella quick, hella quick. And it's just so good. I can't tell you how good it is. It's just the action and just the sheer scale of the stuff you're fighting is just incredible. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a sensible question. Game, if, if there were a game where Stu was fighting like a, a character the size of ten universes, you'd be like, this is the greatest game ever. Just the scale. And that's Azura's Wrath and this. Like, that's your whole thing. But it's not, even, it's not only that. It's even the way that the action is orchestrated. You know, this, the, the way they use the slow motion and the, the sort of blending of, like, cutscenes with the gameplay. It's, mm-hmm. it's just great. I can't tell you how good it is. Um, let, me, let, let me ask you this question. How is it different to the first one? Um, I think the the one thing I would say so far, compared to the first game, and I love the first game, I, I feel like it's more cinematic somehow. And it's they've, they've sort of done that blending of cutscenes with gameplay. You know, it, it literally just transitions from the cutscene to the gameplay. There's no loading screens or anything. You know, it literally just goes from one very smoothly from one bit to another. You know, you go from sort of a cutscene to suddenly fighting. Is that maybe because it's on your hard drive and it might be different when it's a disc? Um, no, I don't think it makes it. I doubt that it would make any difference. I can't see that being any different when the full game comes out. See, it's just good, and it's it's so stunning to look at. And I just, it's just the sheer scale of everything. You know, even the, you know, compared to the first game, graphically, it does look a hell of a lot better. And the character looks exactly the same. It doesn't, though. I don't think it does. I think it does. Of course, Gra- it does. I, it's I, I mean, look, looking at it now, graphically, it's nothing impressive. Like, I don't know. I just think when I was playing it on my big 15-inch screen inside my living room, it looked great. That's the problem, Chinny. You're not he looking at right, the do. screen. Yeah, I'm the, yeah my right. screen isn't big enough. It doesn't have enough P's. So I, think, I think that all Japanese games at this point just look the same. And it's like, you know, wispy magic stuff. And then there's the, you know, swords and the light flying out of people. And I don't know. I think I think the other thing just to mention as well, and and the, you, you can't sort of diminish it for this is just how smoothly it runs. There are no frame rate drops or issues. Yeah, of any well, it should be hard to you know make a game that runs smoothly on a eight-year-old tech. <laughs> well, yeah, but to an extent, what you've got to think about though is how much action is going on on screen all the time. 
Mm. I mean, this is not a slow game. There is a lot of shit going down all the time you're playing. I don't know. I just uh, slow down. You're never going to convince you're... me of this game. I'm sorry. No, you'll notice slow down because that's Chinny's video stream. Oh, that's stream. a joke. A joke. Exactly. It's a joke. Get it? But yeah, it's slick. It really is slick, and I can't. I really cannot wait to play it, and I feel totally justified in buying a Wii U just for this game. Well, all right. I'm glad. You know, having, with your... having played the demo a few more times, I have absolutely no uh, problems whatsoever. So, yeah, it's just really, really good. Um, I played an iOS game and finished it this week. Oh, my I God. Oh. I, I did. Uh, which is a game called Spirits of Spring. Ooh. And it, though. How are you playing it now? Well, exactly. But it's it's made by the same developer as Papa Wee-O. Oh, yeah. And it's his second empathy game, uh-huh. is, is what he's calling these games. Um, I have Papa Wee-O. I haven't played it, though. It's a good game, you know. It's well worth a play. It's well worth a play. It's not the best game ever. But it's it's definitely got a great uh, atmosphere and heart about it, you know, and and obviously deals with a really serious subject matter in a really clever way, uh, which is similar to this game. What uh, serious subject matter this time? So this is bullying, child abuse. This one is what? No, it's bullying. Bullying. Okay. So this this one sort of the the game's theme is bullying. I see. I think he's gonna run, away, run run out of like sort of um, scenarios <laughs> that are so serious, and then it's method. so eventually he's gonna make he's gonna make a game sort of like, don't you hate it when you get told off for not putting your toys away? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, the only thing I would say is that this dude must have had a really shit upbringing, or he can just relate to people who have been through tough times. It doesn't have to be a personal experience. I mean, we know that he did deal with child abuse, right? With his dad. I mean, that was based on his personal life, but this might just be, you know, I had a friend who had to deal with this or whatever. But I mean, it's quite a distressing game in some ways, because basically it's about uh, like a little Eskimo. Are we still talking about Bayonetta or is this Spirits of Spring? Spirits of Spring. Okay. You said, you Uh, said just, disturbing game and i just (laughs) yeah uh yeah it's disturbing in some ways and some of the images in it even though it's quite obviously gamey looking cartoony etc uh there are some bits that made me go god yeah that's a bit rough you know there's and there's a and i can only think this is correct there's a there's a bit in the game where stuff's going down and when you start walking as a character there's yellow spots in the snow behind you and i can only assume he's wetting himself oof I can only because I can't think of any other reason why the snow would be turning yellow. How old is this child? Uh, I would say if, if you as a game character, probably about ten or eleven. Thirty-one years old. About ten or eleven. Well, ten or eleven makes sense that he might wet himself. Yeah, and well, you know, if you're being bullied, that's sort of something that happens, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. But but he has a friend that's a rabbit and a friend that's a bear, and they there are some very very simplistic puzzles uh, in the game. Well, it's obviously aimed at a younger audience yeah yeah and it's it's uh well it isn't it isn't you know because there are like i say there are some quite uh disturbing moments that's all right kids can deal with that because they are dealing with it some of them yeah i guess you're right all the time but it's i don't know it's just uh it was just quite a disturbing game and there was was one point in the game where i did cringe at what was happening on screen even though it's like a game yeah uh-huh. you know what i mean so so that, but I could definitely recommend it. It was two ninety nine, so it wasn't you know a crazy amount of money. Well, I bet I'd so be. You know, so it's definitely worth buying. So 
if you've got an iOS device, now it, it won't run on anything older than a four. So if you've got a you know an iPod Touch four or old an, pieces of junk, forget it. Yeah, if you've got, you. If you've got an old iOS device, it will not run on it. It's a we it's a great update. looking game. We need you to keep updating all the time. You do, yeah. You do, unfortunately. Because I mean, you don't uh, technical snafus to get in the way of your enjoyment. Uh, imagine if we were doing this podcast and one of the members of the podcast kept dropping in and out. That would just be unacceptable, right? That'd be weird. It'd just be weird if, no, especially if nobody knew. Yeah, um, we got to let them know. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's some cool little mechanics, and you use dots, as you can see if you're watching the video on the Twitch stream, and use these little dots to navigate across rivers and such like but like i said there's nothing too taxing it's really more about the story the narrative is really well done the there's like a voiceover person who tells the story and he's really really good um so it's definitely worth a play and it's like i say for 2.99 it's not a huge investment probably take you about probably two hours to complete two two three hours to complete uh and the main character is called chawatan chawatan uh, and basically, he he protects spring, so he makes it spring all the time, and he has to go around uh, making sure the spirit trees are okay and stuff. So it's good, definitely recommend it. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, Valiant Hearts. They finally updated that and fixed it, so I can finally play uh, Valiant Hearts again on my iOS. What was wrong so with it can, again? You couldn't restore the purchases, so you, all you could have was the very first level again. So you couldn't have any of the other levels. And I was on about the third one uh, when I was playing it. Uh, I've lost my save, even though I backed it up to the cloud, so that didn't work. Uh, so I have to sort of play again for a whole level. But what was kind of cool was I played the Paris level again, and there is a there is a there is a part of that level which is one of the best sequences in a game I have ever played. Yeah, and it's it's very simple. But it's just so well done. And all I'm going to say is it involves a car and music. And if you've played Valiant Hearts, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Paris. That's from the Miami soundtrack. There you go. Uh, But it's really, really good. So if, if you've not played this on whatever platform... Just play it because it's it's such a great story and it's so well done, and it you learn about the First World War and all the all the horrendous brutal shit that went down. Wants to war. learn about that? That sounds depressing. I'd rather play games that are about upbeat, positive things like Hotline Miami. Yeah. Or what about Depression Quest? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> So yeah, give it a play. It's it's really, really, really quite good. Now, I've got to the meat of what I've been playing. Oh, now. we got to the meat. Sexy and I know it. Which is Alien Isolation. Holy shit! Are you ready to try it yeah. in? Because it's too long yet. Um. Right. Okay. It's I'm the about most amazing six. alien game we've all been waiting for. Next I'm about week. Six. It's the worst alien game ever. <laughs> I'm about six hours in. Ooh, it's a oh, lot. Okay. So, I'm, so I'm a fair way into the game. This is not a first impression here, people. No, it is not a first impression. My first impression was, this is a bit shit. Oh my goodness. Oh, this. That was, that, honestly... The... Why did you say that? Why, is it, why was it... Right, okay, there's quite a few things, really. Okay. The voice acting 
is a bit ropey. It is not the best I voice acting. You know, when we played it at Red, I thought the voice acting was shit back then as it's well. It's not good. It really isn't good, right? It has, and I don't know whether this is on every platform or if it's just on the PS4 or whatever, but it has major, major issues in the cutscenes. They are as choppy as all hell. I mean, and it's really off-putting because it's such a story-driven game as well. You know, when you're watching this cutscene and it's choppy, I mean, really slow down and chopping all over the place. I'm like, this isn't good, right? So that, so my first impressions as I started playing the game was, not too sure about this at all, right? Yeah. So anyway, I thought it'd be fine. You know, it'd be fine. So you start playing the game and it's one of these games, you, you know, like Half-Life 2, for instance, that kind of sets the scene a bit before any action starts to happen. Well, yeah. Half-Life 2 is so there old is old standard of that sort of thing. So there is some action, you know, some shit goes down that makes you end up being on the space station, right? So that how you end up being there. And when you get on the space station, it is it is a long time before anything happens, really. It really is a long time. Oh, so still in suspense, though? Kind of, but two hours is a long time for nothing yeah. to happen. Oh, I agree. Right? And then when something does happen, it's a bit shit, right? <laughs> because... The first thing that happens, the first enemies you encounter are human enemies. Uh-huh. Okay. The tiny way uh, corporation mercenaries. Kind of, right? And um. they are just truly shit. <laughs> They're the wor- Honestly, God, they are the worst AI characters I have ever seen in a game ever. That's saying something, dude. They really are. They just stand there, right? There's a there's a bit where they're meant to be hunting for just you. Just stand there in this big hangar area, right? Oh right. So they're meant to be hunting, and they kind of move around a bit, and then they just stand with the back to you. So you just go up and hit them on the back of their head, right, and kill them. And there's no, there is absolutely no challenge, right? In addition to that, and I don't often get pissed off at a game. I really don't. But you're pretty much defenseless. So you're in this huge hangar. There's about six enemies to encounter with throughout the hangar in various locations throughout it you have no way of knowing where any of them are right so you've no absolutely no way of knowing uh the map is terrible i have no idea how you figure out where the hell you're going just using the map it's truly horrible makes absolutely no sense what's up or down whether it's above or below you where it where you even have to go there is no key so there's a map, but it doesn't even tell you what anything means on it. So you've no idea what, what's an objective, what you're meant to be doing. So right? Is it fair to say this game is pissing you off? Pissing me off. Pissing me off. So that all happened, right? So I killed the first Busted enemy. Busted out the classics in... tonight, Duke. That's uh, right. So uh, I killed the first enemy in the hangar area, and they had a gun. Right. So they dropped the gun because you've smacked them around the head. Right? Guess what? What? You can't pick up the gun. You can't pick up the gun. What? No. Even though you're to- totally defenseless in a big hangar with six other enemies. No. Why would you pick up a gun? Why would you bother? Why would you? And the- it's a, it's a tension that? horror game. Yeah, but these... <laughs> yeah. That it, certainly it does, does have a point, though. <laughs> I can only suspend my disbelief so well, much. Exactly. Right? I'm with you. And, and not only that, but I inadvertently kicked the gun... And then it was stuck in the stairs with just a handle poking out. Right? <laughs> is it possible for you to sit down on the stairs or for you to sit in other locations? No. Oh, man. Covered in lift. 
You want to sit down, but you sold your chair, so you you just stand there. <laughs> Hang on. You just stand there. I don't even know what like, that means, but anyway, Chinny does. That's all. When that. you said the enemies, when when you said the AI enemies, oh, yeah, just, just stand there. there. Yeah, it's true. I yeah, sang it's that true. song, and the Duke clicked, and went, "I know where that's from." But <laughs> right. so that all Flight happened, right? Flight to the Concord. What's, what's so I'll everyone What's even? What's even funnier, right? Yeah. So you're in this hangar on your own to be right. And basically, this woman shoots at you and then goes. I'm going to go and get help. There's someone in the hangar. So she runs off, right? <laughs> That's horrible voice acting. The voice acting. It literally is. That's why she sounds terrible. Maybe she I'm sounds so exactly off. like that. So she runs off. So she runs away, right? And then I'm wandering around. No idea what I'm supposed to do. No real objective, right? There is an objective, but I'm like, I don't know what that means. So I'm wandering around this massive, huge hangar trying to figure out what to do next. No sign of anybody for ages and ages and ages while I'm wandering around on my own quite happily. And then next to the door, there's this uh, tuna thing that she was trying to open the door with, right? As soon as you get close to it, it goes into a cutscene and she picks it up, right? Your character. As soon as that happens, you hear the voice of the woman like she's only literally just gone and got her comrades to come and fight you coming back. And I'm like... But that was like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Where's she Maybe been? This has just now got through. Exactly. Well, actually, but when, I, when I died the first time and went to picked it up straight away, obviously they come straight back, which would have been great. If space, that no one can hear you call for help. The auto, there's auto saves in this game. They are horrible. They are so I far I apart. I, didn't, I thought there were save stations where you can save. There it. are. There are save stations, but they do something else with the save stations, right? To try and stop people completing a bit and then saving again. They make it so the save stations are out of action for a while after you've saved at one. Right. And the auto-saves themselves are crap. They're miles, right? So that happens, right? So that's pissing Doesn't that make it more risky? when You, you know, they, they commended Dark Souls for its terrible save systems. It doesn't, this caused more tension, Stuart Fowler. Kind of. But it's not in a good way. It's in more of a frustrating way. I don't know. So that all happens, right? So she eventually, you know, when you eventually pick up the thing you're meant to pick up, she comes back with her comrades. Then you have the big fight. Then you can't pick up the gun, which is annoying. And then two sort of rooms further on, you'll never guess what's on a desk. Wait, let me guess. Uh, stapler. No. Um, what do you think? Tape dispenser. No. Paper. No. A chair. No. Uh, dildo. One of those. One of those self-drinking duck things. No. <laughs> a gun. Let's take a, a drink of the water. Two rooms later is a gun you can actually pick up. A gun. Yeah. So what are you complaining about now? You got a gun. What's the problem? How stupid is that? Like you can't pick up the gun the girl drops, but you can pick one up two Maybe rooms later. Paranoid with fright when the first gun appears, yeah. and now you've calmed down, so you can pick it up now. So anyway, not not too happy with that. Loading times are horrendous. It sounds like this is like a crap game. If you if you get killed, right, the loading times are horrific. It takes oh easily thirty seconds to load up again. It takes a long time. See, that's and what I've always said because there, it's not. Look, there's more processing power on the. What are you playing this on? PS4. Yep. But 
they're pushing the limits more every time they make it you know because we should see a steady increase in the speed with which games load so that eventually we ought to reach a point where there's no loading screens at all but that's not what happens because we have about the same amount of loading time as we used to have back in the day because when there's more processing power available they put more demands on it not all games not all games but a lot of games not all games so anyway, so at this point, I was like getting to the point of, do you know what? I'm really finding this a bit crap, and I'm probably going to trade it in. Wow, you're not even going to finish it? Right, right. Well, let me finish, because this is only two hours. Listen, listen, listen. Two hours. Two hours in. And then the alien appears. Oh, yeah. And it takes two hours for that to happen, right? Oh, it's on. And don't get me wrong. All those other shitty problems still exist once the no, it's- alien arrives. But it does improve vastly once that happens. Ooh, it's out! All right. And, but there's these other... Right, there's, and the other enemies, right? There's three enemies in the game, right? Which is humans, which are just truly awful. Right? So much so, there's a chase sequence. There's a chase sequence, right? Walking down the corridor, right? They're hunting for you in the corridor. Yeah? Yeah. And I come around the corner, and there's an, a human enemy stood literally in front of my face. I walked straight past him, and he went, "Hey, what was that?" <laughs> and then just completely ignored me. Now, as though you got your ability all the way up, and he didn't notice you. Um, and my stealth ability must have been incredible because I literally walked past his face. <laughs> you doing the? And I'm just like this yeah. is just a. Do you know what I think has happened though with this? You didn't game? have a cardboard box that you put on yourself and walked <laughs> past him, did you? <laughs> No. Do, do you know what I think? Do you know what I think they did when they did with, they with this? Is how they developed this game, right? They made. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Graphically, it's very pretty. You know, it's a very pretty game, and it looks good. And there's, you know, there's some nice stuff going on graphically. Sound-wise, it's excellent, right? The sound of the ship and the creaks and the groans and the bangs, and when the aliens in the sort of earth shafts above you you can hear it clinking and clunking around and it, it is pretty freaking disturbing that you know it's around somewhere but what i think happened was it was sat developing this game and they developed the alien ai is really really clever right and you really have no idea where it's going to go or what it's going to do when it's they should have just left the humans out and just made it about that but i think the humans were added in later i think the initially it was the alien and then they thought hmm it's not enough. You know, just having the aliens not enough for a game. How many aliens are there? A lot of them or just one? Just the one. Just the one. It's literally just the one that alien. That makes it for more of a realistic Bible yeah. game. But, but I, think, I think everything else was a bit of a... It feels like all the other stuff in the game was a bit of an afterthought. Yeah. You know, like they added in the humans and they added in the synthetic robot things and they were like, oh yeah, because we, we need other stuff in this game because otherwise there's not going to be enough stuff going on. And then I find out it's 20 hours long, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Why is this game 20 hours long? That's a- Do you know what I mean? It takes you 20 hours to get away from the alien. Well, I guess, but it's 20 hours, man. Right, the Outlast... Quickly you get away from an alien in space. Outlast <laughs> is about eight hours, right? Seven or eight hours long, Outlast. And that yeah, is shit. You clock off, you know. It doesn't go, you know what? Five hours, I've done well, my shit. Listen, though, it, I am Outlast... Off. Is shit your shit your pants scary, right? Tell and even on that, that, I'll call him. Even on that, right? Five or six hours in, it was starting to lose its scariness because you you kind of you know the first and it's similar to this. Once you get caught by the alien for the first time, 
you're like, oh, bingo, you know, well, he's, he's stabbed its thing through me belly and killed me and whatever, so, you know, I've been killed. Um, but I don't know, I just... I'm, I'm, I'm liking it a lot better now that it's that the alien's involved, and it's quite cool. Alien, the game but, is a lot better once the alien shows up. It is, and but it's like, you know, two hours before that happens, two and a half hours. It's too long. It's too long for that to happen. You know, like, you play Dead Space, the first Dead Space, and that did such a great job of just variation and crazy shit going down. And, you know, you didn't wait two hours before some sort of action happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just... I'm not convinced. I'm really not convinced at all. And I can't... I can't envisage myself playing this for 20 hours. You know, going through the same routine. You know, and don't get me wrong, initially it's a lot of fun and it's interesting, especially, you know, trying to evade the alien, trying to work out where it is. And, I mean, there was one bit where I was hiding under a bed and it has, obviously, automatic doors. Well, every time the alien walked past the doors open, you could see it stood in the corridor looking around for you. Dude, can it smell you? Yeah, well, there's there's another time. What you can do is quite cool. What it does is because Stu stinks. What is good is... Uh, there's a part where, you know, you can climb into cupboards, obviously, and hide. Yeah. And you can lean forward and look through the grill of the cupboard, and you can lean back if the alien comes up looking in it. Yeah. And there were, you know, the first time that happened, it is pretty shit yourself, because you're there, and you see the alien come down out of an air vent in the room. Yeah. Right, drop into the room. Uh, and then it comes right up to the grill of the cupboard you're hiding in, like, with his face looking right through the door, right, which was cool, until his nose actually stuck through the door of the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I'm just like, oh god. But overall, I'm I'm liking it better than I thought I would. Is that how the alien sounds? Hey, where's the humans at? Hey, man, you better be one of those humans, gay. <laughs> but the the best recommendation I can give this game is don't buy it until it's on sale. So, what's your review noise for this game? Well, I mean, if I'm going off the way it's played out so far, it's. <sighs> So you know, pressed at the end there. It's going okay in the middle, but then it just sort of weaned off again. I think, I think it's possibly going to go down again at the end. Enough to pull it back from the initial problems. Yeah, it, honestly, I was at the point where I wasn't even going to continue playing it. Damn. I really was that pissed Damn. off with it. You know, when I couldn't pick up the gun, I'm like, maybe I'm just not on the right spot to pick it up. You know what I mean? It's possible. Oh, uh, there is one good thing that uh, I think it was Tuscan pointed out is the sound of your your scan I mean when you do get a scanner it is bloody cool. You know, don't get me wrong, when you're scanning and it's bleeping and all that stuff and you say it shows you the distance that it's away from you. Um but the other problem is with that is it shows up every other enemy, so you're never quite sure which is the alien. And it doesn't distinguish the alien from anything else. So there might be four or five dots. I mean the first time that happened I'm thinking, God, is there more than one alien? I thought there was only one. And then realised it was all the humans in the corridor outside. Also it totally ignores all them, right? They're wandering around willy-nilly in the corridor looking for me, right? Alien doesn't give a shit. I show me face, and in a minute, it's sticking its thing through me and biting my face off. Nom, 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 nom. And I guess that's the, that's the problem. Oh, this this face is pretty tasty. It's just not... I can't it, wait to get me another human in here. I've been here for days. <laughs> it's hard to suspend my disbelief enough to accept what's happening on screen. Oh, survival games, disbelief is what it's all about. That's no good. To an extent, but Outlast does it so much better. Well, no, I'm saying, like, if you don't suspend your disbelief, that's the end. You know, there's no point in playing the game because it's, 
you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just finding it difficult. But it's good. I mean, the tension certainly racks up once you're hiding and trying to escape. And there was, you know, I've just gone through an action sequence which was really, really impressive. You know, I'm very clever. And I, and I really enjoyed that. You're very vulnerable, by the way. If humans shoot you, they only have to shoot you probably three times to kill That's you. It's a good thing they don't notice you very much then. Well, it is. I, guess I'll I mean, if, if I was 50 cents and I was playing this, I could get shot six <laughs> more times. <laughs> but I, I also find myself asking the question, why do developers insist on making games so long? I mean, is it to justify the budgets they're given to do the games? Is it because they feel they want people think long games equal value for money? It's not all about size, is it, Stu? It's not all about size. It's not. If this was eight, nine hours, I'd be perfectly happy with that. You know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why. I mean, I look, there's 20 levels, and I'm on about level seven. Uh-huh. It's 20 I levels. I some developers think, yeah, we got to give people more rather than higher quality of less i think the other thing the other problem with that though is it's like 20 levels and it's like you you i'm now i'm just constantly thinking oh my god it's going to take me forever to get to the end of this game you know what i mean and that's that's not good is it that's not a good sign now if you're if you're counting the errors then no that's not a good game you know what i mean and yeah. and also because it's it's so self-driven some of the levels can take you ages because you're hiding and stuff and, you know, you're taking your time so you don't get freaking detected by the alien because if you know you do, you're going to go back sort of 20 minutes to have to do it all over again. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, I don't know. I'm not... I'm really not blown away at all by this game. Well, I'm sorry to hear it. But, you know, there's, there's other stuff I am enjoying, so you can't have it always, can you? You know, I just keep thinking how great the vanishing of Ethan Carter was. Yes, well, I was going to say, uh, I'm glad you're getting some enjoyment out of this game, because nothing's worse than getting real excited for a game, buying it, and then being like, this whole thing is just shit. Yeah, well, I, I, to be fair, I was at that point for a little I bit. I hear you. <laughs> I really did. Um, and that's it for me this week. I mean, I know I've played a lot of stuff. It's a lot, a lot of stuff. stuff. So, it is a lot of stuff. So I'll come over to you, Chinny, this week. We'll have Chinny first. It's um, Stalin yeah. So I'm, so I can put up the video. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm still making my way through Watch Dogs. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. I don't. I'm not massive on it now, and I've sort of. I'm coming to the conclusion on why I don't like it. Um, it was hard for me to work out, and I finally come up with it's shit. Um, <laughs> I thought you said all last week. No, I, I, ultimately, um, I, I think like it comes down to you. You're doing the same thing over and over again, and not only are you doing the same thing in this game, it feels like I've already done it in many other games that have done it better, i.e., Splinter Cell or Hitman. And I'm, I am aware that that is Ubisoft as well, and it does feel like a Ubisoft game, but it just doesn't hit the right notes um as they do but you know it's one of them i suppose um, I mean, do you do you think ubisoft is not losing it a bit because obviously the crew's not getting great talk is it you know the crew's getting a lot of bad press um, and to be fair watchdogs did not get a lot of good criticism really did it you know the vast majority of the stuff that was said about it was quite negative really 
No, I, I just I think I think they'll turn it around. I'm confident that they'll they'll probably churn a good game out of this eventually. Uh, but I'm not liking it. The, the, it. Sometimes it goes in interesting places, like with um, there's some things like collectibles, like these dead bodies, like scattered around the city, and if you find them all, it unlocks a mission, which I think is cool, right? And yeah. it's like a mystery mission. But ultimately, when you when you find out when you go to the mission, it just turns into a mission that you've done many, many times where you've either you've either got to like stop the 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 car or uh, take down the criminal. You know what I mean? It doesn't really play out like a story. When you play a story mission in GTA, it yeah. feels like like epic or fresh or like you know something's progressing. Where and and to be honest, like the characters annoy the hell out of me in this game. They really yeah, they're not good, are they? Um, you know, apart from the main Aiden Pierce, like I hate that his sister. I think his sister is annoying. I think that yeah. the enemy Damien is annoying. I think the, the the sort of Asian guy that you meet at the start that you never see again, uh, apart from like he'll that's right. You, from, you, co- you cover it. He covers you from a roof at some point, but I never needed him because I went stealth all the way. And so it's just like, what is the point of that character? Like, I never see him. He's an insurance policy. He's there if you need him. He, all, all he does is, like, he, the person that killed your niece, spoilers, um, at the start, right. he he um, he's basically keeping him, like, like, you know, he's sort of keeping him alive for Aiden, who, at the in the meantime, is trying to rescue his sister that has been kidnapped. Like the guy that killed his, you know, so he's sort of kidnapping somebody while trying to save someone that is kidnapped. And I think they try and justify it. Like, would I do the same if I was in his position and all this crap? And it, it, you know, How far it's would just you a bit. Save a loved one. Yeah, it's a bit like that. So there's, there's, a, there's elements of that. There was a story mission that I did where you, you save your sister. You, you, you get your sister. And Have you finished this, Stu, by the way? No, I, do you know what? I can't ever see myself going back and playing it, to be honest. Did you, did you get to the point where you saved your sister? Did you get to that mission? No, I don't think I did. I don't think so I even a mission, did that. There's a mission where... I got I to mean, the bit where she was kidnapped. Yeah. There was a bit well, where like, I remember her being that's kidnapped. That's like second mission, so congratulations. Um, yeah. No, there's, 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 there's a few missions that you might have come across where you look through the security cameras, but you, you tell people to sort of where, where to go. You, you control where they go, so you press A and, and they'll run to that spot. And there's, yeah, no, certain missions in this, there's, there's certain missions in this game where you have to do that uh, and while keeping them ha- out of enemies' view, right? And they are the worst missions in the world. And one of the main missions is that you have to guide your sister out of a building without her being spotted. And it was that hard, then I, f- I couldn't do it. I just could not do it. And then I figured right. out, right, that I could just open the door, run in myself and kill them all. And that's what you did. And And it just... You know, like the the best part of this game is like the combat. You know, the gun combat and the shooting and stuff like that. That's the best part by far. And being able to sort of make a pipe burst while you're in combat. When you're looking through cameras and you're trying to guide things through cameras, it, it just becomes a bit dull. Um, yeah, it, it it ain't a great game. It, you know, I'm making my way through. it. I'll finish it up, but it's by no means. I would have been pissed if I bought a next gen console for this game. Watch Dogs. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with you. I mean, put it this way, if I hadn't bought it on PC cheap, which I did, thank God, I only paid about 20 quid for it, um, mm. I'd have just been trading this in. I wouldn't have even had it anymore. It would have I mean, just I'm, gone back to the shop. I'm I'm playing it on the back of, I already know that it didn't live up to 
meets expectations. So if I'd have played yeah. this, been hyped for it, I'd have been so disappointed. I mean, later on, when when it, when you sort of level up a bit, you do get some cooler weapons that make because the the police and like you know like there's 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 convoys, isn't there, in in the game where you you can see the path of a convoy and you can yeah. interrupt the path any way you want. So you can blow up steam pipes, you can snipe from a from afar, you can set up bombs. And that all unlocks later on, which is pretty good. You know, that's quite nice. And you get a grenade launcher, which makes those missions so much easier because some of them are rock solid. Because those convoys, you've got a target, and you can't kill the target. You have to knock down the target. So you can't just yeah. blow up every car you want, which I, I sort of get why they did it, but it makes it very, very difficult. Um, and then you get the odd mission where you can't be seen. You know, those can't-be-seen missions, oh. and they're, they're annoying as well. So there's just elements of this game where... It just, I mean, I'd, I'd say, you know what, I wouldn't say elements. I'd say probably about 70% of the game doesn't really work very well. Like, it isn't very interesting. And then you've got, like, 30% that's like, well, that's that's pretty cool. That's interesting. There's something here. But ultimately, it just comes down to look for a camera, check out the area, and shoot the people down. That's 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 the okay bit. Everything else, the story, the characters, it's all so bland and boring and not interesting. You know, the hacking, the side missions, there's these control tower points that you have to get in a certain amount of times like one of the side missions terrible you have drinking mini games that are boring you have shells which is basically follow the ball in a cup boring and repetitive dialogue and awfulness um you know so the, everything else you know i i i give me a cup of you know if i'd have got this any sooner i would have made a video about next gen, like next gen gaming everyone and then just put the cup and ball mini game on loop <laughs> Uh, you know, it it just doesn't make the game interesting. I think I, I like the fact that Mafia Two um, took was an open world game that just you know what, like when we put all the faff in, when we put the side missions in, and the ability to sort of shag a prostitute or whatever, it sort of dumbs down the game a little bit. And I, yeah. I can respect the game for doing that because I mean, Aiden has his sister, sister kidnapped, and you know all these things going on, and he's off drinking, playing a drinking game in a bar. You know, and it makes sort of no sense for the character. I think, I I think the other problem say. we've, I was going to say, I think the other problem we've got with with Watch Dogs, you know, compared to something like Mafia, is that it, you know Mafia was a much tighter experience for for the better, wasn't it? Really, because yeah. it, it really was just about the story. I mean, that's what Chinny is saying is that they did a yeah. keeping that fluff out. You know, whereas. Yeah, I know one of the best games in the world, GTA, does do side missions, and Red Dead Redemption does as well. Like, but I, I, I felt like they, because the world's so rich and interesting, and they probably record thousands and thousands of thousands of lines of dialogue. Whereas I'm sure there's a ton of dialogue in Watch Dogs, but uh, you know, it just it just feels like a richer world where when you realise that when you hover over a person and it tells you a bit of insight of who they are, it's just randomly generated. See, and you stop yeah, I think that, that's this developer, that's Ubisoft, trying to make it seem as though there's a rich world, but in reality, it's not very rich. It's just a whole bunch of little data bits coming up. And then four or five kinds of side quests that show up and you don't really care about them. No, sometimes they, I they, they, they they break the illusion. Like sometimes you see a character and it's clearly like a model of a like a sort of thirty year old person, and the, the age is like fifty eight. You know, and you just you yeah. can tell 
and connected. Um, and there's, there's, the controls aren't as slick as I think they sort of wanted them to be. There's elements of frustration where you you know you you hop over a wall or you fall off a wall when you don't want to. Um, and the cars are just garbage, you know, as well as handling bad. This game was famous for not handling very well in its cars. But the, the cars, are, the, the, the physics are all over the place. Like, I saved a clip on Twitch, right, where I, I just went mental and started running over everybody. And the physics are nuts. You know, lampposts fly everywhere, hundreds of feet in the air. I bashed somebody with the car and they just flipped over and spazzed out. You know, the, 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 physics, the physics don't make sense when you try and push them. And the cars, I mean, they're either not damaged at all or incredibly damaged. You know what I mean? There's, when you when you nick your car in GTA, you know, that bit of bodywork will flip off and that's amazing how they do that. And every car you get into feels slightly different. Whereas this game, you know, you've got your sort of fast car and your muscles cars and your basics and that they all handle like garbage. I think I think the only thing I would say is Dogs ain't very good. I think the only thing I would say is that um uh, we, you know, we used to criticise Peter Molyneux for promising loads and delivering little, right? Yeah. But I think a lot of games, you know, especially in the new generation, are suffering that same thing. You know, where these developers and publishers are promising all these really cool, great, crazy shit that you're going to be able to do in these games. And then just don't deliver on it, you know? And, and there seems to be a hell of a lot of empty promises at the moment. There really does. Really does. Uh, anything else you've been playing? Yes. Um, you might have remembered at Eurogamer. I made a video about Eurogamer. That might be on our YouTube channel. Maybe you, you did. That's very good. Video. That video is awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Especially this um, one. There you Best go. Part. Great. Best part so it's of the year. Yeah. Of the yeah. year. So uh, Chris MJW won a game at a raffle. Do you remember what that game was? He I do, I do. Ceremony, so he didn't get to pick up the game. Does that I remember from ex- narcolepsy or something? What the hell? I do exactly remember what it was because it was a 360 game and he doesn't have one of those. Uh, yeah. uh, what Duke is referring to is that Chris fell asleep um, during yeah, he did. the dev talk. But anyway, uh, yeah, Chris was very generous enough to let me have his copy of Rayman Legends. He did. Which I played. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, it's a bit shit. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> I just said that to somebody uh, in the in the chat, the drunkard, who like, he said he liked the way I said it. Uh, no, Rayman Legends. I played it with uh, Tahara uh, Ballet Bunny, my girlfriend. She um, she wanted to play an Xbox. She hasn't played the Xbox for so long because she's been really busy with the Pilates classes and such. So she wanted to play something. Right? Yep. And I said to her, I have the the perfect game that we can play. Yeah. And she loves Rayman as well. She played Rayman on the DS. She loves Rayman. So I was like, we've got to play Rayman. It's co-op. It's fun. You like Rayman. This is it. This is perfect. We played it, and we thought it was amazing. Absolutely it's a beautiful. Great game. <laughs> Love it. Just, just to, to touch on, we all know that it's a beautiful-looking game, right? The art is stunning, and you know we, we get that. Let's let's gloss over that. I I I I know that. You know that. Let's move on. Yep. What also yep. makes Rayman great is the controls. Like the character does what you sort of want it to do, and I know that sort of seems like such an obvious statement, right? But 
as soon as you start moving the characters, you, it makes sense. You know, the, the, the movement, you can control it well. It, the, the same way that Mario nailed it in the early days, you know, it just felt right um the way it moves and then there's, there's some cool mechanics like you have this like green weird little dude uh and you can press b and he'll interact with things and pull levers and then of course it's co-op so you can sort of screw your your co-op partner out and 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 punch him and all this stuff but well, the aim of the game is to say like if you're playing co-op in portal 2 and you like made the you know bridge disappear and the person died yep. flashback three years ago that's exactly what duke did to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and so, obviously that's yeah. a lot of funny mario as well like, you know in the new mario games you can do that all the time it is it's, it's great i mean that, that there's a ton of game in this in this game there's so much like the only of the game is you go through the levels and in each level there's a king and queen sort of thing and uh, like i don't know what they're called but we'll just call them like minions or whatever yeah. Hidden. and then Hidden. there's then, yeah then there's um then there's like sort of regular minions and you have to sort of basically save them out of cages and the more you save, it's that sort of Angry Birds, um, you know, like model where the more you save, the the more levels you unlock. So that's sort yep. of, if you miss a few, like there, there are there are certain ways you can miss a few. You can just sort of go back and and save them again. And it's great. And they have different worlds, and they kept it unlocking. When I was playing the game, I was like, you've unlocked this world, you've unlocked this world. I was like, I can't keep up. There's too many. Uh, well, so. And there's bonus worlds as well on top of the normal ones. And, and on top of that, uh, there was a there's a fun sort of like a kung foot or uh, the basically football, but in Rayman. And we played a few rounds of that, and we found that hilarious. Um, that was great. It was a ton of fun. And yeah, yes, I I can't speak any more highly of this. It's like it's just a great little fun game. Um, that you know you could sort of be forgiven to not take too seriously because ah, it's just a little platformer but you know what i've had a i've had way more fun playing an hour and a half of this than i have 12 hours of watchdogs any day you know what i mean it's just you know and it, and it is it is ubisoft again so you know they're obviously onto something yeah and i know and i know i am right ubisoft yeah i know i had way more fun playing this than i do alien isolation at the moment Exactly. It's. Just, it, I mean, obviously they're, they're sort of they're 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 hitting different points, aren't they? Like it's it's, yeah. it's apples and oranges a little bit. But uh, you know, if a game ain't fun or <laughs> interesting in some way, if if a game ain't fun or interesting in some way, then sort of what's what, 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 why are you doing it? You know, what's the point? I mean, it's got to be sort of intriguing or interesting or fun in some way to you. And Watch Dogs just sort of goes through the usual tropes, whereas this feels like a game that not only you know platformers of come and gone and they're sort of back in fashion again but it's it offers something new to a, a you know one of the oldest sort of forms of video games in the world like it, it just it it just it's just good and, and it knows what it does very well and you know rayman isn't a character that i'm massively attached to i don't really know why he's got no limbs but um <laughs> That doesn't really. Yeah. Why? Why nothing joins his hands and yeah, legs I, 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 to his body? My first experience of Rayman was a 3D Rayman game uh, yeah. when I first got my first PC, and you know that was okay, but I didn't really get it. But this, you know, just instantly get. It's just it's silly fun nonsense, you know, that you can just go through and have fun. Uh, and it's yeah, and, and of course, like I said at the start, it's a stunning game. It's one of the most prettiest sort of games that I've played for a long time as well. So it's just a joy it is, it's, to play. It's got a great art style to it, like you're saying. You know, and everything just works. It's good for all ages as well. You know, it's it's one of those rare games where you can just sort of play 
with anyone, you know. And I, I let their twins play it as well. I, the, the, my niece and nephew just let them play it, and they, within five minutes, they were in. You know, they were like, "Yep, get it." No way. Like Mario, before it, it's got that collect all the shit you need to collect factor, hasn't it? As you go yeah. through the level. Exactly. Yeah. It's and just, that's a fuck, isn't it? Because you want to get the king and the queen and all the little. Yeah. If you all miss the or queen, you're like, what, "What? What did I do? What did I do?" And yeah, where were they? There's like a hover mechanic when you jump as well, so it sort of gives you enough chances to save yourself, and also you can grab on the edge of stuff. So they do some clever things there where, you know, if you miss a platform, you can always grab the edge. Or if you if you, someone's dangling off a rope, and someone tries to, the second player tries to jump on the rope, they can actually dangle off you. So there's, there's yeah. even though it's sort of, it doesn't, it seems like a harsh platformer, but in fact it's very generous. But it's very clever about how generous it is. Um, so I can't say enough praise to to Raymond Legends. Uh, I, I thought I thought it was fantastic. So I just I like to thank Chris for for uh, to for let me have it because it's very nice. I'm, I'm midlife gamer, of course. I'm midlife gamer. Whoever donated because it is a review copy. It, it does say on the yeah. on the box like you know not for resale and all this stuff. So it it might have been donated by Ubisoft themselves. I don't know, but uh, you know there whoever donated it. Thank you very much, and Chris MJW. Thank you very much for. So let me uh, take it off your hands, Tom. And that is pretty much what I have been playing. I played a bit of Minecraft uh, again um, today because uh, Keisha, Tara's niece, wanted to play some Minecraft. Uh, because, I, but I made sure that she did. Um, she, I made sure that she did. She, she learned. She can't tell the time on a, you know, on a clock, on a digital right. clock. Every time I ask her the time, I say. You know, what's the time? She always looks at a digital clock. And I said, no, there's a clock there. Read the clock. And she doesn't do it. So I said, like, right, we're gonna, I'm going to teach you about time and how to read the time. And then I'll let you play Minecraft. And she was like, all right. And she was very sensible. And she, she, was, you know, she worked really hard. So I said, oh, come on, then. Let's play some Minecraft. And we just messed about a bit. So it was you good. good uncle. He is. Uncle. Yes. uncle and teacher. Yeah. So there you go. So there you go. Um... Right, uh, so Duke, how was uh, Skyrim this week? Then? Skyrim was awesome. I got this new mod that improves the water. Right, move on. What else have you got? <laughs> I also reinstalled. Here's, I actually have a little bit of a story here. So. No, no, really, you're not talking about Skyrim. No, seriously, no, no Skyrim. Sorry, sorry, time. Fun. I was trying that to play is. this other game called By Crim, and uh, it kept crashing. And I was like, oh, no. I don't understand why it keeps crashing. I need to uninstall some mods. So I uninstalled some mods for Bicrim, and it, uh, I just, uh, it's, it still kept crashing. I was like, damn it, I must be doing something wrong. I maybe have to reinstall the whole game. And then I noticed that Steam was trying to update the pinball game. Is this still in Skyrim? This thing you're talking about? Well, not anymore, because the the thing. Was no, look, I just said no Skyrim I'm talk. Not, even not, if it's I'm a mod, by Krim. It's a what? What, what game? Is, well, why is that got loads of mods? <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, listen, shush. Listen, you're listen, a liar. Listen, uh, <laughs> listen, listen. So I was trying to update the pinball game, and I was like, it, it said, "Oh, your hard drive's running low on extra space for this update," uh, and I was like, "Oh." That's probably why Bicrim kept crashing. So I cleared out a whole bunch of stuff, and I had a bunch of stuff on my hard drive because it was my original hard drive, not my auxiliary hard drive where I've since okay. installed everything. Oh. So just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. What What is this Bicrim? 
It's Skyrim. I was just making a joke. Oh, I get you. I thought it was some sort of weird mod installer thing that I used. No, I was just being silly. I get you. Oh, Boethia, that's a good quest. But I felt so bad doing it. But I can't... But anyway, that's still Skyrim, so you need to move on to whatever else you've been playing. The point is this. I solved the problem of why Bicrim was crashing. So hooray for me, and now it works beautifully, and I haven't had a crash since. So Good, right. What else have you been playing? Ahem. Since you so rudely insist that I talk... I am being rude, because I've, I've had enough of hearing about Skyrim for the last All right, six I'll talk years. about a game oh, I had never played before. I'll talk about two games I've never played before. Good, like move on. Good. All right, so... What new games have you played? What? Well, it's not a new game, but once upon a time, I got this bundle that had some interesting games. I don't remember what else was in it, but it had this game called Montaz which is supposed to be this like atmospheric horror game. And all the reviews I read said, oh, it doesn't... Can you spell it, please? M-O-N-T-A-S. Yeah, I've heard of that. I bought it for you. I think you did. <laughs> I bought the bundle for you, because I was like, I think you might enjoy this and this other... You did. I never got around to playing it, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, nope. apparently <laughs> that word is like Spanish for motion sickness or something, because first of all, it's not scary. Like, I spent half an hour in this world, and it just sort of kept switching between a gloomy gray dark you know like you know how the oblivion worlds looked in oblivion right yeah, yeah come yeah. out like if imagine if those were all dark shades of gray instead of red and black like if it, it's just the main part of the world just seemed gloomy and weird and then you'd suddenly end up in this all white room and then you'd end up underground in some sort of like uh, subway station and it just it just kept moving from one world to another and there was nothing creepy or scary about it. It was just weird. So, and then I got motion sickness, and I was like, I have to stop playing this now. And I don't know if that's because of the game or because I just, I don't know. I mean, graphically, it looks cool. Yeah, the graphics are it, fine. It doesn't, it doesn't look terrible. I don't stop me. I don't know. The other thing is that it's not really clear how to interact with things because you sort of press right or the left mouse button, but then in some cases that throws the thing across the room. It's just kind of weird, and I I just don't think it's very well made. I mean, it's a fine concept, and like you say, the graphics are fine, but it's just, I don't know. I think it's trying too hard to be a little weird and freaky, and I don't know. And I didn't have anything that scared me in any way, shape, or form, so. Mm, You see, if it's meant to be a a sort of horror game, that's probably not a good one, is it? Exactly. And maybe I just didn't get to the part that's scary, like you didn't get to the aliens for a while, but... I'm not probably going to go back to this anytime soon. Maybe someone else can give it a try and check it out. I mean, I remember when you talked about playing Amnesia. Now, there's a scary game. That was a scary game, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Fear 2 is also a scary game. And Fear Online's coming. Ooh, baby. I know. And it's free. Yes. The (laughs) other game that I played, which I have been enjoying a great deal, is Tron 2.0. And okay, what's what's that on? Is that on the on the Steam? It's on Steam because it's a Disney game, and Disney just recently released a whole bunch of games onto Steam. So they had right. special over the week, or the last week of all these Disney games, and most of them I'm not at all interested in. Epic Mickey and this and that. I'm like whatever. But Tron 2.0 intrigued me because a lot of the reviews said this is the game that Tron Evolution should be, but it's not. 
So Tron Evolution intrigued me because I was like, ooh, maybe it'll be a cool Tron. I mean, Tron seems like it's a movie based on a video game. You would think video games based on it would be awesome. And the original arcade game is great, but every game since then has been crap, except Tron 2.0 is pretty good. Now, it came out like 10 years ago. I, so I played, sorry, sorry, Duke, I played Tron Evolution, that awful yeah. movie tying game. Yeah, that was, I heard that was bad about it. Yeah, I'm guessing it wasn't good. Nope, that's awful. what I heard, and I never played it, but... Uh, I've heard bad things. So, but Tron 2.0. Okay, so it came out like I don't know seven or eight years ago, and therefore it's not state of the art now. It's not an amazing experience, and it's one of those things where it it's designed for 1024 by 768, you know, four to three resolution. But when you play it, it automatically pulls it to the full screen, so it's like right. stretched out, which is annoying. And the cutscenes are letterboxed, so you have this screen that's stretched out and then they letterbox it so it's even more stretched out and that's really annoying i wish you could play in a windowed mode but i can't figure out how to do it so it just looks kind of funky but the gameplay is good and your main weapon is your disc that you throw at the enemies and uh you know you're running around this computer world and the cutscenes are stupid the story seems ridiculous but whatever and i just got to the part with the light cycles and then i had to stop playing so look forward to that people I'm a, you see, now like, that's the sign of a good game if you're looking forward to getting back to it. Yeah, exactly. And especially because I stopped right at a moment that I'm really eager to see what happens next. So that should be good. And then I moved the Xbox 360 down to the video game gym because it's getting cold. So I'm not going to be riding my bike around outside. So it's time for me to get back to the video game gym. And uh, I got Deadpool down there. But I often don't feel like playing story-based games when I'm riding the bike. So. No, you I, just want something that you can just do stuff. Yeah, exactly. I might send yeah. that. Everybody loves uh, Deadpool for its story, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to be able to really follow the story on Deadpool. But <laughs> I did play some Halo Reach on the 360 because it's free with ah. gold. And, uh, That's right. That's I haven't played right. any more of the story, but I played an online multiplayer round, and we did all right. I actually didn't suck bones. Which I used, well, you weren't feeling it, though, were you? When you, when you played it, you weren't Well, right. I wasn't you feeling the inability to zoom in. But okay, the multiplayer, you know, it's it, it was exactly what I expected it to be, so that was fun. Bye, Duchess. Thank you for walking the dog. There you go. Duchess is walking the dog. Put a clip up of that, Chinny. Yeah, I'm, clip I'm up of that. Walking the dog. There you go. Uh, I said, and is is that it? Is that everything you played? Yes, that's everything I've played, and that's all I've been playing. I haven't even gone back to Minecraft recently. I need to. I'm sorry, people. But I uh, I have a shout-out for later, so never mind. That's not – yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, in that case, it's time for some Chinese news then in that case, isn't it? News time. Putting news first. There you go. Tiddly, tiddly, tiddly indeed. Uh, so, Chini, what's in the news? <clears throat> quite a few things in the news this week. It is. It's a busy week. It's been busy. Um, let's look at this. Look at this. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. <clears throat> this is the thing. We didn't really talk about this much last week, so we'll talk about it this week. Uh, last week, the whole debacle about uh, Ubisoft in. You, Infinity, what's it called? Unity. There you go, Infinity. All Unity, Unity. Unity, Unity. So the big hoo ha, which we didn't Unity. touch on. But the big hoo-ha that we didn't touch on last week was um, Ubisoft came out and said uh, to stop uh, the debates. That was the that was the sort of key thing that everybody picked on. Well, we've, isn't we've it gonna... to do with this 
parity thing that Xbox 360 has. You know, everything has to be the same. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Right, I don't know. Let me let me finish. Right, so the listen, listen. I'm listening, listening. Take your own fucking advice. I'm listening. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So to avoid the debates. Uh, they said that Assassin's Creed Unity will run on not at 900p's on both the Xbox and the PlayStation 4. This whole to avoid debates debacle picked up a lot of uh, interest because people were saying, "Oh, the debate is that the PlayStation 4 can handle 1080p, whereas the, the Xbox can't." And there are sort of no known truths into why it could be because you know the game's processing just too much and it actually chugs on the ps4 as well or the fact that microsoft might have paid them off and said well you we're promoting you big time so can you just make sure that it's equal on both it's all a bit of a messy situation but ubisoft has hit back at assassin's creed unity downgrade claims so this is what they said uh well this is on eurogamer.net never heard of eurogamer um but whatever no it must be it's, it's a site there to think. Uh, Ubisoft has again addressed Assassin's Creed Unity's technical specs, which will be locked at 900p and 30 frames per second on the blow the PlayStation 4 and X-Bone. Earlier this week, Ubisoft stated that producer Vincent something or other recent remarks about the game that it has been capped at the same technical level on both consoles to avoid the debates and shit um, has been <laughs> misinterpreted. Now, in a new post on Ubisoft's official blog whatever his name is, has apologised for the incident. We spent four years building the best game we could imagine. Uh, why would we ever do anything to hold it back? I simply chose the wrong words when talking about the game's resolution. And for that, I'm sorry. Can you take the good away from my head now? No, I've got a bit more to say. Okay, let's be clear up front. Ubisoft does not constrain its games, added Gary Steinman, who sounds exactly like the other guy. Uh, Ubisoft senior communications manager... Uh, Gary Simon also said we so, would not. So he's the PR game. dude. <laughs> he's PR guy. We would not limit the game's resolution, and we would never do anything inten- intentionally to diminish anything we produced or developed. So they basically said, "No, we sort of worded it wrong. Sorry, our bad. Um, there's we're not holding it back because one's better than the other. We're holding it back because that's the best performance across them all." What do we think? I think his initial statement was probably true, <laughs> is what I yeah, think. I'd say so. I'd say so. And then they've gone, shit, you weren't meant to tell anyone that stuff, man. What are you doing? And then it's all blown up, and then they've gone, I think we need to get this sorted out because it's all gone to shit, and, and people are getting angry and stuff. You um, say that their words have been misinterpreted? That's That's a bad sign. It is. I mean, <laughs> to be honest... Does it really matter? No. Probably not. I, will anybody but, really tell unless they're... Would anyone have even known? You know what I mean? If, if thing, some people will go after this stuff because it's a way to get them attention. Like, ooh, look what I, I found. Mean, this is proof that they lied or whatever. Like, who cares? They had I mean, this. If they had just not talked about this whole thing and said it runs on 900p on, on, on everything, so that's just the way it is. If, they, if that's all they said, no one would yeah. care right now. If they hadn't done the avoid debates and stuff comment. Avoid debates. That was it. That was the, those words. Yeah. It would have been fine. It's, you know, it's not... It's, I mean, when he says, uh, 
that he chose that he said he chose the wrong words chose the wrong words he he basically said what he said was true but he probably shouldn't have said it in the way he said it you know what i mean and he unfortunately dropped a clanger didn't he and then you know unfortunately a lot of game developers do but for it for whatever reason you know the fanboys are, are obviously straight on this kind of shit constantly all the time aren't they you know it's like you know ps4 is better because it's 1080p yeah. yay uh, in, in the chat adamski's uh, adamski Sorry, he's right. He's saying, look, I've had enough of the P's talk. Is the game any good? It does yeah, shift yeah. focus on what the game actually is, you know. And it, yeah. and something like this can actually shadow what the game, uh, how good the game is, or whether it's, you know, like crap. It, it, this, this, this whole thing, this, what, this is what Assassin's Creed Unity could always be about for the next six months, is how many P's it fucking is, you know. And you'll guarantee... The moment that they come out, there'll be some bloody comparison video on both games. Did he look the same? Oh, the shadowing's slightly better on the on the PS4. Oh, the well, anti-aliasing slightly better on the X-Bone version or whatever. You know what I mean? And then he'll just go on and on and on. And that's well, all that he Stop whining about minor aesthetic details. Yeah, I think yeah. it's got to the point where, as gamers, we've almost forgotten about the games and we're more interested in what it how well it runs and and don't get me wrong as long as it runs smoothly what difference does it make amen you know i yeah, i'm playing really Shadow care of... about the, the only people that really kick off about it is the uh, is the elite master race of pc gamers oh, yeah. uh well that's, that's i was just gonna say i'm i'm currently playing shadow of mordor on the pc right and i have got it cranked up to 1080p because it does look better don't get me wrong it looks better um, but uh, but it's it's locked at thirty frames a second, and that's fine because it runs okay, and that's all you need. It doesn't need to be sixty, you know, especially in a third person action game. There's no need because you're not twitch shooting anything, and it looks fine. No game needs so to be 160 billion P4X super elite. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It really does not matter. You know, just stop. Worrying about whether it's 900p or 1080p or 720p upscaled to 1080p or 720p upscaled to 900p. Who cares? What difference does it make? A little uptight. You know, especially, I think this is something, I think it is more likely to be something that PC gamers care about because they spend so much money and time and effort tweaking their rigs and getting the newest uh, memory card. And they feel like they're getting a payoff for that. And so, yeah, they're going to say, like, oh, this isn't a thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, this is, that is the benchmark for a PC gamer, isn't it? You get a new graphics card. Yeah. Can I run whatever the most graphically intensive game is currently at 1080p, uh, you know, full resolution with everything turned on ultra? Yeah. And that's what they do. And what you tend to do, and I do this all the time, right? I'll get a new game, and I'll bang up everything on high and see what happens. And if it starts stuttering a bit, then I'll start turning things down, you know, and I'll go, oh, yeah, I'll turn that down. But I will try and get it to the maximum possible setting it will run at, you know, before I start not playing, you know, before I start playing it. So I will put it on the highest setting and then start turning stuff off and keep going back in the game. And I know it's I mean, the problem with all that, of course, is that you may eventually at some point make some claim about your ability to play a game simply and easily, and then it won't be true and it'll cost you. Yeah, true. It is absolutely. Ah, you see what I did there? You see what I did <laughs> But to be fair, Ubisoft really owes me because it's their own shitty fault for having a shitty game called Watch Dogs. Yes. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't get it. I mean, people just need to get over it. 
and and just get over it quickly because it's just it's it's taking the focus away from the developers developing the games because they're too busy worrying about whether a game is going to go mental because it's not in 1080p on the particular console that they're using you know it's just like ridiculous get a console buy the games play the games and be happy and stop worrying about what sort of thing as long as it runs and it's smooth and the story's good and it looks nice what do you care what difference does it make seriously amen it makes none at all let's all agree that we're going to care a little less about minor aesthetic details we are yeah apart from me (laughs) because i like them (laughs) uh yeah yeah anyway uh chitty what else well, Something you nice. Know that, Something nice. You know that that thing that we went to. Oh yes. Uh, what about if we talk about the voted best games? This is just the just the worst voted games ever. It's it not is. Well, neat, man. Neat. It nearly is. It's not a loot. Not a loot. Is it? Um. So yeah, here we go. So this is the uh, the list. I'll read the thing. I'll read the thing. So it gives us a bit of context. Um. This I, is a good gamer. Yeah, this is the this is as voted for by the people who attended Eurogame. Uh, or the peoples, or the people. So yeah, it's a voted for thing. Uh, I, I I did play this number ten, Mortal Kombat X. Yeah, you said it was good though. It. You liked it. It is very good. Mortal Kombat X is very very good. I was really impressed by it. Um, better than the next game, number nine, Splatoon, which I did play and I thought it was okay, but you know, ain't good. But yeah, uh, number eight, Destiny, for some fucking reason. Uh, I don't even get why. Why is people who went to Eurogamer voted for a game that had been out already for about three or four weeks or God whatever knows. it was? God knows. Hey, by the way, at the beginning, yeah. play it already. I mean, you the way, people like have everything you have. Anyway, no, just listen at the beginning of your video. By the way, that is the dude who said, uh, "Work for Gaming Network." Yeah, I know. Can I, I do. <laughs> I put that in. I put that in for you, Stu. Like, I, I know. That, yeah, that is the dude. That is the dude. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so calling me Jesus, yeah. Jesus in headphones and a snap. I know, I know, you're looking now, aren't you? <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, okay, right, I'll concentrate on this. Uh, number, so you can talk about me in the Twitch chat. Thank you very much. I can't see you right now. Uh, number seven uh, is Bloodborne, which Verbal Rob did talk about, and he liked a lot and finished. Yep, by all accounts. Yeah, I'm one of the very few, very small percentage of people. Yes, uh, and that, that and finished it. it. Now, number six, uh, Far Cry Four, which I played and shot an elephant in the ha- in the face. Which you did. Nice. Uh, number five, Shadows of Mordor, Shadow of Mordor, very good. Yeah, people were saying yeah. it's good. Number four, Call of Duty Advanced. Later. Number four, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I don't know I why you that... don't play that at all. Come on. The queue is ridiculous. You know, yeah. why it's would just you ridiculous. I would... I really couldn't give a shit. Who wants to play that game anyway? <laughs> I do. You know, it's it's a long queue for something that we sort of half give a shit about. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a half a shit about it. If, it. if it was there and the queue was 15 minutes, I'd try it, you know? Hey, but, if it was there and there was only two people in the queue, I probably wouldn't bother. Oh, yeah. look at me. I'm stewing. I don't think like, like things are... <laughs> Number three, some game. Number two, Evolve. What? Yeah, what? what? Number three... Elite Dangerous. Ah. Uh, yeah, see? Not number it's good. one. It's number one, but it was good. I mean, really, really good. Number two, Evolve. Of course. Of course. And number one, Alien Isolation. 
see that I don't get at all because we played the demo, the same demo at Res, and it's all right, but it wasn't amazing. And and you know, having actually played the full game, I'm just like, this is kind of ironic <laughs> that it's number one because it's not. It's a good game, but it is nowhere near a great game. <laughs> you know? And it's certainly not. It's not a number one game of a show for sure. No. no. God, seriously. Well, there you go. But the demo is a good demo, to be fair. It does a good job of showcasing what the game isn't. <laughs> to an yeah. extent. To an extent. Show, it showcases that the job. game would be fun if it was that long. <laughs> yes. If the game, honestly, to God, if the game was eight hours long, I'd be thinking, yeah, good, good length of game, tight story, you know, keeps it moving, you know, good action sequences peppered throughout those eight hours would be great. 20 hours? I don't think so. I really don't. Anyway, wow, that's a hell of a beard, that dude in the queue there. That's a good beard, that is. Good beard. It's a good uh, beard. Right, yeah, moving on, next story. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt the news, but I have to share this with people. I gave the students this assignment where I give them some story ideas and they have to write the first sentences that are engaging or exciting or whatever, right? This student turned in something completely bizarre. I, I think maybe he just didn't understand something. So the, the story idea is... A stick and a rock become best buddies and have many wacky adventures together. All right? So a lot of people did like, oh, I, I've known him since he was a twig or whatever it is. Okay. This student wrote, the cheetah zips past them running 100 miles an hour, breaking Tim's torso in half. Yeah. What? what are you talking about? This student's got problems. He's both yeah, looking at that one. and gone, I need to put violence into this story somehow. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he plays video games too much. I Maybe he does. <laughs> Maybe that's the trouble. <laughs> right, next story. Yes, next story. What else? Next flipping story. The Black Glove, a new game by the ex-Bioshock developers. <gasps> oh, yeah, this looks good, weird and shit, I'm telling you now. <laughs> weird and good. Should be a wag game. Uh... <laughs> The Black Glove, which is being made by ex-Bioshock developers, is a sentence that I just said. Looks like Bioshock's zanier child, but it certainly doesn't play anything like it. For one, there are no guns. For two, there are space minotaurs. And three, it's about a surreal trans-dimensional 1920s theatre. It it's sounds, definitely David Lynch. <laughs> it sounds really, really cool. This is via Kotaku. And super weird. The Black Glove super takes... Weird. Are you going to shut the fuck up? Do you, does Trevor fucking McDonald have someone next to him interrupting every sentence, does he? Shut the fuck up. No, but you know what? He should do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, going to help. <laughs> oh, it's running on Unreal 4. Uh, the Black Glove... <laughs> takes place in a trans-dimensional 1920s theatre that's struggling to get back on its feet. I guess the Great Depression hit early. Ah, Kotaku put humour in their articles. Uh, I don't know how these things work when theatres are just... Uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, this article sucks because it doesn't really tell you much about the game. There's a quote! There's a quote. What accent should I do for the quote? Uh, for the quote, I think you should do a bongo Irish accent. Um, right, okay, fine. Um, ah, father, there you go, I've got it. Uh, alter one and everything changes. A somber portrait art display uh, becomes uh, something autopsy scene where giant monsters part glow like scorpions under black lights. A warbling country act in the music club is replaced by lounge 
singers in a smoky in smoky jackets. A poorly conceived seventies disaster film film in a cinema turns into a silent movie's sci-fi gem. Once thought lost in a fire. There you go. Uh, yeah, brilliant. So basically, it's trippy, it's weird, it's made by the people that made Bioshock. You look at it and you think, yeah, that sort of looks like a Bioshocky sort of type game, uh, and I think it's something new, exciting, and we should all get behind this until I find wow, out. I'm, I'm just, I'm just surprised at you, Chini, because this does look weird. I mean, this looks right up my alley. And yeah, yeah, but it looks, you're, you're it, giving it praise. I'm giving it praise because it doesn't look like. Um... All right. Let me re-sentence that. I'm giving it praise because the people that made this made Bioshock. There you go. It's, I mean, you can definitely see it in the art style. It looks yeah, so much like Bioshock Infinite. You know, it does have a yeah. great look at that. Indeed, indeed, um, indeed. But yeah, I'm excited. You know, again, it's another game that I'm, I'm kind of excited for. I think it's going to be good. Is this how it's going to be released on or no? No, not Steam, a Steam, probably. It'll be definitely Steam, obviously, because it, it does look very PC-orientated. But that's not necessarily the case, is it? Uh, Adams just said on the chat, Halo Master Chief Collection has 400 achievements, which is worth 4,000 game score. Great if you give a shit. Yeah, well, you know. Well, if that was 4,000p resolution, you'd probably give a shit. Shut the fuck up. I would, I would go 4K, baby. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's about it for news because we have got some questions and we've got one speak pipe. And we've also got. An email. Good evening and welcome to the middle of the film. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, shall, what shall we do first? Then, what do you want to do first? Uh, do you decide? I want to do speak pipes first. Okay, do it. Pipe. It's the way to leave a no, message no, for crap. us. But we only have one, right? Only one. Only one. People, only one. we told you to bring us or to send us speak pipes that were in the voice of a fictional character, and you didn't do that. So shame on all of you. However, we do have one from Steve Stevenson, so let's hear that. Yeah, Steve Stevenson here. Long time. All right, thank you, Steve. Time listener, uh, big fan of the show. What's better? Is it Resident Evil, Silent Hill, or Cooking Mama? Because I've got to make a decision on that if you just let me know. Cheers, Tot. So, hey. I've never played Silent Ill. Is that like the Beastie Boys? It's time to get ill? Possibly. Ill. <laughs> so, Chini, you first. What should he get? Should he get Silent Hill, Resident Evil, oh, or Ill. Cup, Cooking Mama? Oh, I, I think he should get Cooking Mama, the director's cut, where she, she cooks brains and people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what? When I remember when Cooking Mama came out, and I'm like, "What is yeah. this game for kids that like, they all have love?" Have you played it? I have. It's good. <laughs> it's actually I played quite it as well. Good. It is very good. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. It is good, but it's not scary particularly. No. I don't remember being scared <clears throat> playing it. Out of those three, I'd say the, the the more classier of the bunch. Let's discard Cooking Mama because that was obviously frowning for um, comedy, comedy value. Yeah. Um, yes. Very good, Fraser. I mean, sorry, Steve Stevenson. And, yeah, Stevie Steve. Uh, so Resident Evil and then Silent Hill. I've only played Silent Hill 2. Well, I sort of watched my brother play it a lot. And that was the more sophisticated of the both of them. Um, I, I know people love 4. It's not something that I've played. I've played 5. I've played 2 and 3 and 1. But 
uh, I think Silent Hill had a better sort of sort of atmosphere, but because Resident Evil now is ridiculous and crap. But they're what coming about, out with the, about, the remake thing, didn't they? I was going to say, what about the remake though? I don't know. I don't know enough about it to be honest. I, I don't know if it's worthy of a, a, a playthrough or or not. But I, I think if you were to look at it at 2014, I think there is more reason to be excited about Silent Hill or Silent Hills, as the new one will oh, be yeah, called, true. than true. Resident Evil. But if you're looking it's back, Resident Evil has got a... Yeah, it's got a, it's a whole hallway done. All he has to do is the rest of the world. <laughs> now, uh, I, you know, Re- Resident Evil's had a, a, had a pretty rich history, and there's been the more popular one. So I can see why people would want to play that, but I don't think it ages very well. Uh, well, 5 didn't, or 6 didn't age very well, because the minute that it came out, it was shit. Uh, but I... I I think Silent Hill sort of has a richer past. One was good, two was fantastic, and then I don't know much about the rest. But the well, I was one just going to say the good. only one I played and finished uh, was Shattered Memories, which was just excellent, really, really good. That's, that's Shattered one Memories. of my favourites. That was the Wii. It was only on Wii and PS2. It was released oh, sort really? of very late. Uh, and it was a PS2 and Wii game, but it was really clever. And there was no weapons, and you literally just had to run and hide and stuff in cupboards and stuff. Two out, I think there's been two out for the 360. Like Homecoming, the Silent Hill Homecoming. Yeah, neither of them were very good, were they? Then the Silent Hill Downpour, I think. When, and they, they were just sort of B-movie games, wasn't they? They didn't really come well, out. I think what was, what was the coolest thing about uh, Shattered Memory was, that throughout the game, it sort of kept doing flashbacks to you being with a therapist, you know, like a psychiatrist. And they interviewed you and asked you all these questions, and you had to answer them on the on the Wii. And then at the end of the game, it gave you a, a psychology report of yourself, which was kind of weird and a bit scary. That's like uh, but Fallout it, New Vegas. What's up, Fallout people? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but it was clever. So, yeah, if you've got a Wii and you can find a copy of this game, because I, I know it's actually worth a bit, because when I traded it in at CEX along with all my other crap, I actually got about 15 quid for it. So I don't think there's a hell of a lot of copies of it around. I think it's quite rare. Uh, but it's definitely worth a playthrough, and it's creepy as all hell. You know, and it's, it's got some cool puzzles in it as well. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely worth a play. So there you go. We're, we're saying Silent Hills, the new one, if you're going back. And going back, Silent Hill 2, apparently. Or Shattered Memory, if you can find it. And still have a Wii. Actually, most people probably still have a Wii knocking around in a cupboard somewhere, I guess. Uh, so there you go. I think that's it for the speed pipes, isn't it, this week? So, in that case, we'll do the one and only email. Yay. Oh, Oh, that ruled. And, of course, it's from our resident sends an email every week. Thank God, because otherwise we wouldn't have any to read. Uh, Jason, and he says this. He says, moving forward is as retro or futuristic as you want it to be. Either way, I'll be naked. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he says this. Uh, Dragon Age is going to be a letdown for Duke. It would be a very brief experience for him. It can be fully completed in just 200 hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, you see what he did there? It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. Um, so there you go, Duke. There you go, 200 hours. Is that enough for you or not? <laughs> yeah should be alright uh, Wii U is HD retro and that is why it is good HD retro newsflash PS now works now 
Oh, PS Now works now. There you go. That's what that means. Uh, also, Sony have the new cell phone available. It acts as a PS4 remote play device. Like the Vita, you'll be able to connect wirelessly to a local PS4 console and stream games whilst your wife watches something lame on the TV. I was actually considering it. At the $199 price tag, it's cheaper than a Vita, and it's a phone with a beautiful camera. Too bad I just recently updated my phone. Yeah, that's... Do you know, actually, I am considering as a Christmas... You know, when you get money for Christmas, uh, buying the PlayStation TV. Because I think that would be kind of useful for me. Uh, because my some quite often that like I, I can't be asked. I'll be honest. If I want to play something on the PS4 and my wife's watching the TV, and I don't necessarily want to play it on the Vita. If I get a PlayStation TV, I can just pull it, plug it in in the TV in the con, in the conservatory, and away I go, you know. And I can just play the PS4 like I'm playing it in the living room. So yeah, I am cons- yeah I am considering doing that. And I also thought Millie could make use of that upstairs in the room if she wants to play something. So, yeah, I'm considering it. Uh, does Microsoft own the My- Minecraft toys they are selling everywhere? Well, so yeah, I think they paid $2 They ain't doing that yeah, for sure merchandising. Damn. Yeah, they didn't go... Merchandising, merchandising. Exactly. They didn't go, well, we'll have the game, but we're not bothered about any of the other stuff, but we'll I'm, still I'm pay $2.5 billion for just the game. They they own Mojang and their IP and properties, so, yeah, everything yeah. that has the official licensed... Minecraft tag on it, then that's we'll be going, that's to, going to them to now. Microsoft's pocket, yeah, it is. Uh, Lego laughing is... all the way to the bay. <laughs> well, they will, like Doctor Evil. Uh, Lego is the biggest toy company in the world, you know. Architecture, I tell you, building blocks. Microsoft have just purchased the children of the world for two and a half billion. Uh, like we were fond of Star Wars and so on. These kids will still hold a love for that lame game Duke is playing. How will the blocks be stacked in the future? I don't know, but I know Microsoft owns them. It's true. Uh, while I'm off, heading to Duke's Museum in Minecraft. Going to post some arty nudes of myself. No, don't I you post anything isn't... there. Don't post nothing. You don't put anything up in the museum. You just go and you look. <laughs> he doesn't you even play. You museum and you're like, oh, I'm going to put my picture up on the wall. No, you don't. Just stop worrying. He doesn't even play the game. He's just been calling it, man. He doesn't play it. He doesn't play it. Okay. Yeah. Is that okay? It's not, it's not calm, okay. Calm. I'm not, I don't want people messing with my museum. He's going to give people down. ideas. I know, but just keep calm. I'm not going to keep, keep calm. calm. It's my museum. I spent hours working on that thing. Anyway, he says, I figure he isn't enjoying the art in games, so the least I can do is force it on him. Don't worry, Duke. Get excited. Finally, people will join your server because there is something worth experiencing. My blocky nudes will tie the room together, dude. Yeah, I like the Lebowski reference. Well done, Mr. G. Thank you. Yeah, you see, he's very good. He's very good. So thank you very much for that. Uh, and that's the one and only email. So let's get on uh, to some Facebook and Twitter questions. We've got some of those this week. Cool. This Do you want to be my friend on the Facebook? Do you want to be my, want to be my friend? Bum, bum. Uh, we've not got a ton, but we have got some. How you see, it rhymed and everything. That was like, well done, like well done. I know, it's good. Good. Did you like it? It's good. Uh, okay, first one is from Antonio Phillips, and he says this. Uh, how open are you about being a gamer in your normal, everyday life? Fine. Yeah, I'm, f- I'm fine, to be honest. Sorry, what's the question? How normal are we about being gamers? No, how open are you? Open? I know we, we know you're not normal, well, you, but... Not, how- why would we hide our gamingness? 
Now, you've got a bloody map of Skyrim on your wall in your classroom. Yeah, haven't? that's right, baby. It's because Skyrim's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you you are sort of more open than anybody. Yeah, yeah. it helps me connect with the students, you see, the kids. How do I reach these kids? How do I reach the kids? I don't um, walk around with a bloody heart video games t-shirt on me all the time and if most people have the sort of common misconception of when they see me they think I'm some sort of drunken football supporter but yeah. I uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not you see, I'll, you see I'll tell you what my wife says right because obviously she, she knows I'm a nerd you know because obviously I'm a gaming I nerd. hope so she's your wife exactly uh, but when she sees us at Eurogaming she goes you know when she saw the video this week she went yeah you two don't look like typical gamers because you don't look like nerds See? Like, well, you know. Mm-hmm. What's a typical gamer look like, really? That guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and when I tell people at work, I mean, when I told them when I was going to Eurogaming, they're like, what's that for then? I'm like, you know, we just play games that are coming out next year and stuff. What do you want to do that for? And you get that, well, you already wrinkle the nose at you a bit. You know, they sort of like look at you as so like, what, what, what are you doing that for? And I just go, do you watch soap operas? on the TV and stuff, and they go, yeah, I watch Coronation Street, what do you do that for? You know, it's just the same, you know, it's horses for courses, isn't it? You know, we do what we enjoy doing, and other people do what they enjoy doing. Why do people go and congregate on a football pitch, you know, every Saturday to watch their team play football? Because they like it, it's just the same. It's just the same thing, isn't it? Why, why do we need to hide it? You know, why, why should we feel like, you know, Preach. that we could... Yeah, why, do we, why should we feel like it's this thing that... Tell we, it, we brother, should... tell it how it is. We don't talk about it to people. What difference does it make? It's just a hobby. Oh, like yeah. I'll tell you now. You should go to the rooftops and shout it out to the Lord in the heaven. Yes. And tell everybody. There you go. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get this sort of taboo nature. I mean, because no, don't tell me, you know, everybody plays some games of some description nowadays. Everybody. You know, everybody yeah. does. Be it Candy Crush Saga or Clash of Clans or... Whatever it may be, you know, people play games. So there you go. In fact, I came across a gamer the other day. Who was I talking? I was talking to someone the other day, and they were a gamer. So it's cool. At work, actually, one of the curers at work, I was talking to her, and she said, "Oh, what do you do at the weekend?" I said, "Oh, I went to EGX." And she went, "Oh, well, what did you do there then?" I was like, "Oh, it's all games and stuff." She said, "Oh, I love games," and my mum does as well. And she said, "Where's that then?" I said, "Oh, it's on at Birmingham next year." Oh yeah, well, so what? Did you, so I told, told her about Elite Dangerous, said how cool it was. Right? I said, "Oh, that sounds really cool." And she said, "Oh, I felt, you'll have to tell me when the tickets are. I might see my mum will go with me next year." So there you go. You see, you just never know, do you? You just never know. We're all secret gamers. That's what we all are. So, yeah, I'm never, never bothered about it. Okay, uh, the next question is uh, from James Hill, and he says, "How much time do you get playing games each week?" I've got two young children, and after they've gone to bed, it is difficult to get into a huge game like Destiny, knowing that the little darlings will be up at around five. Well, there's the first problem, isn't it? Yeah, really. By the way, before we move on to this question, I have a little clip from the King of Kong I want to play real quick. It's quiet, so you need to listen carefully to hear it. Everybody, even Grandma, games, meaning checkers, cards, if not now, in the past. Show me even a freaking nun or a hermit who hasn't done cards or checkers. See, so there you go. Like you were saying, everybody games. Everybody games. Everybody games. It's true. 
Amen, brother. And, and not having enough time for games, I feel that too. Like I don't have any kids, so I can't imagine how hard it must be to have kids and not have time for games. But I think the thing that is most interesting for me is that I noticed that if I don't get a certain amount of time for video games, I feel cheated. I feel like I deserve, you know, like I'm entitled to a certain amount of game time. And that's weird because, you know, none of us are guaranteed anything, you know. We shouldn't feel like, oh, I get to have this or that. But And I have to be careful because I get the look. You know what I mean? If I if I spend what my wife considers too long playing games, I get the look. Yeah. And if you get the look, you gotta get off. Um but here's the first problem, right? Darlings will live around five ish, right? Well, look, right. If your kids get up at five o'clock, right, what you need is some gaffer tape. Yeah, yeah they better find some way to entertain themselves. Exactly. Kids get out of bed at five, you strap them in, tape their mouth shut, right? And like just don't tell social services, it'll be fine. If I don't and then you, you can untape them at about 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning at a more reasonable hour. Do you see? It'll be fine, won't it? Not a problem. Um, yeah, I mean, I personally, for me personally, uh, I've, since I've started my new job where I'm sort of only working at the moment six days out of 14, I have an abundance of time to play games. <laughs> Uh, but what's weird is, right, the more time I have to play games, the less time I seem to play games. <laughs> Does that make sense? Sorry, say that again? So the more time I have, the less time I seem to play. Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like I could be doing priority. something more. Yeah, I feel like I could be getting you, outside. You get excited that you got all this time. You're like, you know what? I should be doing something. I should fix the fucking shed or yeah, whatever. Yeah, do something more constructive. I hear you. And I think also, because I know my wife will give me the look if I've been playing games all day. You don't want to play uh, all day, but... I know, but, yeah, but I could do. I, I said it's absurd that we feel cheated if we don't have time. On the other hand, uh, Article 24, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, says that everyone has the right to leisure. So, you know, we we can easily become overstressed if we don't take time to relax and have fun and do, you know, fun things. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a weird thing, but... Um, I have loads of time, but I don't probably play. And so, and I do get sort of game fatigue as well. You know, if I if I play a game for probably more than a two or three hour stretch, I've kind of had enough for a bit, and I'll go off and do something else for a while. I've, I've started to get that. You know, I, I don't think that happens to you when you're young. You know, but nope. definitely as I get older now, I play a game for two, three hours, and I'm like, you know what, I'm sort of done for now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but whereas yeah. before I, I could. Go- I will last as long as I can fucking last. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, are you like that, dude? Do you get, do you get game fatigue? No, not really. No, so you can just sit there for hours. I don't really have those gaming sessions the way I used to, so I don't really know if I would have the same fatigue. I think I'm more in tune to like what my body needs, and my body wants exercise, and I need to you know, do different things during the day. So, uh, but I just don't generally have those big blocks of time the way I used to. So that's the biggest. Yeah, I, mean, sometimes. I was going to say, Stu, God knows how I'm going to last, you know, this 24 hour extra life thing that I'm doing, which is creeping up by the way, the 25th. I, I, I have to last I 24 hours playing Mario 64. I am going to feel it because I played Watch Dogs for like four hours, like this week on like one run. And I was feeling it. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. So I but think, do you know what, though? I think that's something to do with how much you're enjoying the game as well, because I'm finding that with, you know, with The Vanishes of Ethan Carter, I played that probably in two sittings, and, and that was only because I had to go off and do something else and then come back, like, either the following morning, I can't remember it was the following morning, or the same afternoon. 
uh, and finish it. But because I enjoyed it so much, I was like excited to come back and get it finished. You know, and I could have had I not had to go off and do something else, I could have probably sat there for the three or four hours it took to finish it without getting up and going off to do something else. Uh, whereas Alien, I find myself playing it up to the next checkpoint and then think, yeah, I'm, I'm out there now. I'll, I'll, I'll turn I, it off for a while. I mean, I feel that all the time. Like, I, I know I'm going to mention again that you like here, but I'm not doing it for comic effect. I'm doing it because I'm serious. Um, but the, uh, the, the, the like games like Azura's Wrath. Yeah, I yeah. Know to be torture because it, it isn't a long game. It's like about eight to ten hours, and I yeah, was like, oh my god! But then I look at like you know, ten hours on GTA. I racked up ten hours on GTA like that. Nothing, you know what I mean? No, no problem. Yeah. And GTA Five became one of my because you know I'm wrapped away. It measures how many how many hours you played a game. GTA Five yeah. became one of my most played games like within like three weeks. Because I'm enjoying it. I love it. It's not a chore. Whereas Azura's Raft lasted eight hours. And it felt like... It's easier to play games that we enjoy than it is to play games we don't enjoy. Exactly. I know, it is weird, isn't it? Because even if you're not enjoying it, you find you have to try and push through to the end, don't you, and get it done with. But there's these two... For me, there's two mindsets with games. There's the games where I play them and I just love them. And in some ways, I don't want it to finish, but I know that it will do. And then there are games like Alien where I feel like I'm not really enjoying it, but I feel like I have to get to the end just to see what happens. See, I've reached a point in my life, I think, where I'm like, you know what? My life is short, and I don't have a whole lot of time. I'm not going to spend time with these games I've got to finish. If I don't like it, forget it. I'm done. Yeah, I got games out there I do want to play. Yeah, I guess you're right. So there you go. That answers that. That's quite good. That's a good question. Uh, Chris Ho asks this. So what are you guys... When are you guys going to visit the VG fans in Hong Kong? I mean, there's tons of us. Uh, I'm not going anywhere near Hong Kong so long as there's, like, rabid gangs of violent youths out there beating people up. I don't have an yeah, umbrella. Sound good. Ha! <laughs> umbrella. Because it's the Umbrella Revolution, see? Yeah, I get what you're going to yeah, do. It's good. It's pretty funny. It's good. It's a joke. It's pretty funny. Um... I mean, the only connection, I'll be honest, the only connection I have with Hong Kong is that most of the electrical items that you buy off uh, Amazon seemed to come from no, there. No, they don't. <laughs> they are all from uh, Shenzhen and... Yeah, no, but they come via they're, Hong right, Kong. Right, they're shipped from Hong Kong. They're shipped from Hong Kong, so everything you get... Like, you can... You know, I quite often I'll pick up, a, a, a like, a cable or a connector or whatever, not realising, and then it'll go, this is 16 days delivery time on this item. <laughs> like, Why is that? Oh, it's from Hong Kong. There you go. That's why it's only 75p. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's going to be a piece of junk. With free, no, to be fair, most of the stuff I've got has been okay. Everything I ever ordered from Hong Kong is a piece of junk. No, it's been fine. It's been fine. Well, not what I've ordered hasn't been. Okay, I'm going to say that my stuff has. Anyway, uh, so there you go. Probably probably not anytime soon. It's a long way away, just to, just to say. Uh, and Amar Parvez says, uh, what was your absolute favorite recipe in the Great British Bake Off? Uh... I can't. I can't remember them. <laughs> no, I mean, just out of interest, you just baking in general. What's your favorite baking recipe? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't bake anything. What cakes or anything? No, nope. I mean, I sometimes make a like I'll get a, uh, you know, ready-made cake in a box. But I'm not. Well, what about what about baking items you like to eat? Well, what I like to eat, all of them. <laughs> Have you got a chocolate chip cookies, chocolate cake? I'm... Okay, let me ask you another question, right? If you went into a whole cake shop, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and they had every cake imaginable in the shop, which one would you pick first? Probably, uh, I don't know, like French silk pie. That's good. And uh, what the hell is that? What's in that? French Sounds silk good. Pie? Oh, it's like it's chocolatey. It's sort of like I don't know, kind of like a meringue, but it's denser. And it's uh, yeah, it's very tasty. You should have French silk pie sometime. You'll like it. I'll see if I can find one. Yeah, I'll see if I can find one. Uh, yes, Chini, what about you? I um, I like lemon seed puppy cake. Yeah, that's good. Mm, that sounds good. Sounds good. And I also like. I never used to like cheesecake, but I do now. Um, mm, and good. I like. I do enjoy a good old-fashioned Victoria sponge. You can't beat a good Victoria sandwich. Oh, tiramisu is good. Thank you. Yeah, tiramisu is good. I made a orange drizzle cake this week at home. Oh, nice. It was was good. It was very nice. We had it with some custard. It was good. So I don't do a lot of baking at home because it's obviously not very healthy. You know, but occasionally I'll bake a cake or bake something. Or other. Uh, but yeah. as for as for the Bake Off, to actually answer the question, my favourite week of this year's Bake Off was Pie Week, of course. Uh, and one of one the of the contestants, three point one four days long. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh yeah, millionaire shortbreads. Now you're talking. Uh, but yes, one of the contestants made a three tier pork pie. Oh. Uh, with rhubarb and pork, apple and pork. And I can't remember what the top tier was, but there were three different sort of fillings, and oh my god, it, it made, was just like. It made people cry? Was that why it was a three tier pot? Hey, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, right? I was sat watching that program that night, and they all made these. I mean, and one of them made this pork pie, and all this fat dribbled out of it, you know, and like it. And I was just like, oh my god, that looks so good. It's just like, I just want to eat. I love pork pies, but they're, like, they're just the worst thing for you. Well, yeah. I mean, they have this side. Like, what is the like, worst thing for you? There's no dessert that's healthy. No, these aren't desserts. These are savory. Well. Pork pie is savory. No but what's pie, amazing. There's no pie is, is healthy then. No. But what? But these are the, you, you would not believe. Like, you get a tiny little pork pie, right? And I mean, these things are tiny. And they have, like, something like a thousand calories in one tiny pie. Yeah. And you're just like, how the hell does that happen? How can something that small have that many calories in it? Yep. Oh, my God. Right, we have got some Twitter questions, so we'll do those. So, uh, we, we, uh, oh, pretty girl just the other day. She winked and she smiled, walked across my way. I couldn't figure out just what to say, so I twittered it. Twit, twit, twittered it, twittered it. Okay, we have we have got some questions, and here's the first one. Another food. I don't know what it is, but we seem to get a lot of food orientated questions. Uh, but Amras eighty nine uh, from the Gamesman, he asks us this. He says, uh, "What is your go to get better food when you are sick?" Uh, mine is homemade chicken noodle soup. So, Duke, you first. What when you're sick? What do you eat? Uh, you ramen, actually, because as a vegetarian, ain't no chicken noodle soup happening. So ramen is the way to go. And you put a lot of spice in it, a little egg. That's a well, when you're sick, yeah. that doesn't sound like a good idea. Well, no, it's okay because it, it sort of drains your nasal passages because it's blazing up and fiery. Jesus Christ. Right. Put nice. a little sriracha in your ramen. It's okay. Put some carrots in there for some nutrients. It's all good. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Chini, what about you? What's your, what's your go-to food when you're not feeling very well? I'm just thinking like sometimes when I, when I feel ill, like I, I can't eat 
usually, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I get sort of put off you with eating. Um, so, I, yeah, I tend to go for toast and things like that. Whereas, you know, it's pretty easy to eat. It's not terrible, but it's not, you know, it's just something um, that I can eat. Yeah, toast seems to be the one. And I, for some reason, apple crumble always seems to be something mm, that yeah, I Yeah, it's, it's good. I like that. Mm. Oh. Slides down. Well, you see, the thing with me is I've I've only ever been off sick from work once in sixteen years. Uh, so I, I don't get I don't get that ill. I'm very rarely ever ill. You know what I mean? I don't I don't really get very ill. Um, but well, as a kid, Ill, but I never really have time off for it. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, um, what my mum used to used to give me when I was poorly, you know, off school poorly. Uh, she used to always get a bottle of Lucasaid, right? Because you got to get your strength Healthy. up, and 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 the Mintero. It was it was kind of a bit of a treat if I was ill because I got cool rubbish food that you're not supposed to get any other time. Ori- so you original never got Lucasaid. Original Lucasaid in the glass yep. bottles. Do it was, it was orange bottles. Ill as a, as a, as a child, like you know those glass, yep. but they don't do it in glass anymore. But as a child, that that does yep. remember remind me of being ill. Well, your mum always used to because he'll build your strength up, get that sugar down, your glucose. Oh, look at that. Get all that glucose. Uh, and it tasted horrible, didn't it? Lucasade did not taste nice, did he? Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't nice. I love um, it. Do you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so it used to be Lucasade and a Mintero. So that's uh, that's what that's what used to what I used to get when I was ill. Nowadays, I don't know because, like I say, I very rarely lose my appetite and I very rarely ever really that ill. But I guess if I guess if it was me, um, probably I'd have beans on toast or something like that. Because mm. I like baked beans, and my wife, my wife, very, my wife, uh, very rarely likes us have baked beans because she says they're for for poor people. Yeah. So that's <laughs> pretty. Just <laughs> hurt. So, so we don't get Heinz baked beans, and and Heinz tomato soup is a staple favorite for when you're ill as well. Yeah, tomatoes. Is when you're ill. Yeah, a bit of tomato a soup. sandwich with that maybe. Yeah, it, it appears on the on the uh, chat that everybody was given Lucasade when they were ill. <laughs> so you know that that must be a staple mum thing to do back in the day. <laughs> well, it is from a from a glass bottle. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, that's what uh, they said. Uh, Chris Williams said uh, his question: Did I really call Chinny an eccentric twat? Uh, yeah, oh, I did. did. Fun times. <laughs> And Stu, you, also... you, you called me a knob. That's true. Several times. Mm. Uh, and he also says, can I have that last Evolve code? I want to be proven wrong on how limited in scope and longevity this game is. I don't believe the hype. We don't have a last one. We have a few, actually. I forgot about it. We have a few. Send, just send him one. Just send him one. Uh, okay. If anybody uh, in the chat right now... Sorry, listeners. If you listen to this post, but if anybody in the chat wants an Evolve code and they haven't got one, for the, uh, this is for the big alpha... That's out in December. It's not a, a, a 100% guarantee. Apparently it's not the end of October, apparently, I've heard. Oh, is it? It's not a guarantee yeah. that you're going to get in it, but it's sort of entering into the draw. So if you're in the chat, you didn't get one last week, let me know and I'll send one to you. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, save, save one for Chris MJW, don't believe the hype. And uh, we'll send him one over. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, final question. Off Tuscan says, uh, which person... From the gaming world, real or fictional, would you least like to be trapped on a space station with, and why? Got it. So, 
Uh, well, we'll go with you first, and if you've got one, Dennis Dyack. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. Don't think I could last very long with him. Do you know? Actually, I have to disagree because I heard him on a podcast, and he came across as a really nice guy. To be fair, don't know. I think I think yeah. Now that everybody hates him, he does. But I think after a while, totally delusional. You know what I mean? Totally, totally delusional. But a nice, a, while, a nice chap. Like, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Two human was awful. Yeah. Shut up! Yeah. Two human baby. Oh yeah. But he did make. It's, it's, it's a trilogy, remember? A trilogy. But he did make a great game, though. You can't take that away, can you? Eternal Darkness, one of my favorite games in the world. That's what I mean. You can't take it away. Maybe you could just talk about that for a while. Yeah, be fine. Uh, and, and just to turn it on its head, although he hasn't asked this, who would you who would you like to be trapped with? Ah, uh, Nolan North. No, Nolan North. Mm-hmm. He'd have loads to talk about. We have loads of stories. No, nope, can't think of anyone. There. We'll move on Phil, to you, Phil, for you. Phil, Phil Spencer seems like a nice guy. Right. Okay. Yeah, but you see, would he be interesting enough to keep you occupied while he was stranded, though? Well, he's a person. He's, you know what I mean? He's got more. You know what I mean? Jesus. I guess. I guess. Uh, Duke. That's the Fear 2 trailer. I would not want to be on a space station with Alma. Yeah, Alma would be terrifying, wouldn't she? (laughs) You definitely want to be trapped with her. Uh, I mean, if I, you see, least for me, uh, and and while while I'm saying, man, you try and think about who you would like to be trapped with. um, But least for me, the, the sort of. The crazy vicar dude in Outlast is just horrific. Uh, who's like well, the main protagonist who sort of you know does all bad shit to you. I definitely want to be. That's called an antagonist. Come on, get it together. The or an antagonist. Then uh, I wouldn't want to be trapped with him because he's like you know a very scary dude who does horrible nasty things to you. Um, I think if it was a developer type of person or another guy, you see, one of the ones I thought I would not like to be is is Gordon Freeman. What? Because, because he doesn't say anything. He'd be boring. He'd just be looking yeah, at him, and he wouldn't uh, talk. <laughs> it would. It would get you off the island. Those special would, moments when he needs them. It would get you off the <laughs> island by just sort of staring at people while they're. No, talking. no, it's space station. We're in a space station. Well, you get you off that then. Yeah, yeah. yeah he might know. He might figure out how to make, help us escape. So I guess he'd be useful. Yeah, but that, but be, and using physics. It would be the worst, worst person ever. Um, I would like to be people, trapped with Tom Bissell. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. He'd have loads of stories. He'd be a good person to be trapped with, wouldn't he? I love the idea that Stu thinks being trapped on a space station is just telling stories. It's like a big campfire in outer space. No, but if you're stranded with someone and nothing to do, you need someone who's got lots of stories to tell. No, I think it could be interesting to talk with people, not necessarily... That's what I mean! ...to tell me, but then we can have an interesting dialogue. Okay, Did you see Stu be like, tell me another story! I'm just saying that he's got a lot another. of life experience. Another! Another! <laughs> I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. Another story. <laughs> Another story. <laughs> and obviously, he wrote The Vanishes of Ethan Carter, which is my potential game of the year. So, you know, it can't be bad. Oh, well, yeah. Just well, say. I don't think I've played anything that came out this year. I know. Me neither. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's probably true. It's probably Watch, true. Watch Dog came out this year, didn't it? So at this point, Watch Dogs could be more game of the year by default. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Default. Uh, default. As crazy... 
as Peter Molyneux is, I would actually quite like to be trapped with him because I think he'd be kind of a funny person to talk to. You know, and and just even ah, just going through his... Look at this tree. That's amazing. <laughs> no, the, uh, but he... <laughs> what are you doing? But even just his crazy whole life story, you know what I mean? I think he'd be... A, I think you could spend a good few hours chatting to, to old Pete. Oh, my God. I can't believe we're trapped in space. Maybe I'll make a game about Peter. Like, we have less oxygen for the... T- we can't survive anymore. But isn't that an amazing... No, Peter, no, I'm fucking... Shut up. Just shut up, Peter. Okay, final question is from Step J, and he says this, and he's in the chat. He's in the chat and stuff. He says, with the X-Bone lagging behind in third place in sales... Yeah, I guess it is, but not really. Kind of is, I suppose. Uh, do you think it's time for a redesign, i.e. 16 gigs of RAM, 2 terabyte hard drive, and diskless, maybe? It worked for Apple with the iPad, PS. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, guys. I look forward to the podcast every week. So I don't think they can do that, because it, it just skews the uh, the market, then. It, it, it separates what can be done. Like, it just divides the, the consoles. They could, I mean, they could bring out a 2 terabyte version. They could have that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they can increase like the graphics or the RAM because then no. it like will fuck up the whole market and then the PlayStation also. I don't think that'll happen. And there's so no, much money in that, like to to be lost in that. So I think they, if anything, yeah, you'll get like a two terabyte version, maybe like a smaller version. But I don't really. I suppose they are third in in a in a sort of way. But if you look at whole consoles sold, like all of them, then they're not third, are they? No, and I think obviously because the Wii U's been out for like two years, it, in in sales it's sold more, but that's only because it's been out twice as long. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be too long before the Xbox One surpasses the Wii U sales anyway. Yeah, so and, 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 it doesn't yeah, matter. I just don't I think they can with sixteen gig RAM console. I don't. Be... I also don't think what I, I don't know what the benefit would be. Yeah, because they, really... they'll be making it to the lowest denominator because they want it because there's more PlayStation 4s, so they'd have to make games to that. So having double the RAM would be sort of pointless for it, as you say. Yeah, it wouldn't make any difference. It, it no. wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't benefit in any way. It wouldn't be. Yeah. It wouldn't be worth doing. And I in addition, to that, so the cost for the eight gig RAM is is just just right with them because any co- they the, can't. The other thing is, developers wouldn't be wouldn't give two hoots. They would just still develop games at the the cheapest cost for them because it wouldn't be again wouldn't be any benefit for them. No. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't make any difference if they did a super duper version for the Xbox One because the extra time and money spent to develop it for that would well, cost would, them. They two wouldn't, would they? They wouldn't. They'd make one that would work on both. Therefore, it would. Yeah, it wouldn't give a shit. Help. It wouldn't matter to them. Wouldn't so it, it would be no benefit. Yeah, I I agree with you. The only thing they can do is make it smaller. Put a bigger hard drive in it and make it cheaper. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's said, said, I don't think it's doomed. I don't think the no, Xbox is doomed at all. No. I think that it, ultimately the Wii U will die off um, because it's just doing the same old tricks again. And, uh, and ultimately it'll come down to PS4 and Xbox and PS4 are probably. Uh, well, it might happen. The, the, the last generation, last generation, where it just sort of peters out and everything's equal. But I don't think it's doomed at all. Like as long as oh. um, it's going to be the same. I don't think. I'm think the Xbox is far from doomed. Uh, you know, I think it's fine. I just think that like as long as there's a PlayStation Four, there's there's no way that they can do exclusives anymore because they just can't afford to do them. 
um, unless Sony give them a bunch of money or Microsoft give them a bunch of money, there will always be a lot of games on both platforms. It's not like yeah, back in the PlayStation I mean, but... and Xbox One days, like PlayStation 2 and Xbox One, there was more games to the PlayStation 2, even though it was a less powerful console, because it was just easier to develop for that. But now, the, the games are just shared on both, both consoles, so it doesn't really matter which one you get. Yeah, and to be fair, I was just going to say, you know, Xbox, you know, it's far from doomed. I mean, ultimately, it's just numbers. And as long as Microsoft are making enough money to justify its existence, then it's, it's, they'll still keep making them. And you know, as long as the, the people... They're much more aggressive than yeah. PlayStation are. They're, 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 they're smart. They'll, they'll come back. They'll come up with some crap that everybody will buy. Yeah, as long as people keep buying them, they'll keep making them, and, and you know, developers will keep making games for them both. And whichever, look, and I've said this before when it was the PS3 and the Xbox 360, just have whatever console you've got and just be happy with it and just play the games that are on it and, you know, don't get hung up about whether it's in 1080p or 900p or, you know, whether it's sold the most or sold the least. In, in, the, in essence, it doesn't matter in the scheme of things. So, you know, just play whatever you've got. I and just GameCube. Yeah, there you go, see? GameCube. Add a GameCube. You loser. Uh, and that's kind of it, really. So thank you, everybody, uh, for, for the actual questions and such like. So let's do some shout-outs and get the hell out of oh. It's time for uh, a shout-out. Hey! There you go. So over to you, Duke. Oh, man, I got to do my shout-outs, but I'm in the middle of putting some papers in this file folder. Uh, however, I'm now done with that. So here are my shout-outs. Uh, I will shout out Stulek because he was asking for a sin cast, and I wrote in the notes here, it will appear someday, I promise. But it actually appeared! So you're welcome, dude, and thank you for pushing me to do it because uh, I like recording those, and now it's out. So everybody check that out. I will shout out Slippy99 or whatever my former student Trevor has as his name. It's Slippy something. I don't know his numbers. But, um, yeah, he brought me Taco Bell the other day at school. That was very nice of him. So thank you, Trevor. And it was great to see him. And he's actually shipping out for basic training soon. So good luck there. Stay safe. And, uh, yeah, I'll be in touch. And thanks for the Taco Bell. And I will shout out everyone who listens to us in the uh, chat box of Twitch and everybody who wants to but can't. Uh, we appreciate your interest and thanks for listening. And yeah, that's my shout outs. There you go. Over to you, Chinny. Oh, no, sure. I'll I'll yeah. like she won the Nobel Peace Prize. Yay. Yay, very good. Right, Chinny, over to you. Uh, yeah, shout out to everybody that was in the Twitch. You know, Adam, Step J, Baylo, Master Zulu, uh, Fraser. There's been a tons of people. Uh, some people just say something once, uh, like Chakaboo. Like Chaka Chaka Woo Woo, what a name! Um, ah, yeah, you know things like that. Uh, yeah, they're all there. Uh, but we but we have a new follower on Twitch, so I'll share it here, which is the drunkard, the drunkard fairy tonight, and then followed us. So good. There you go. Thank you. And he believed, and hopefully... he, belie- he, he, he believed that that um, boy crim was a game. Yes, well. <laughs> Very good. Sucker. Yeah, you wee stupid ideas. Is that it for you, Chinny? Uh, yep, that's it for me. Well, I'm going to shout out some celebrities. Uh, first of all, I'm going to shout out Jonathan Ross uh, for appearing on our EGX film, because that was kind of cool and funny and that he was there. So well, was thank you nice, to him. And he was a nice... It was nice. It was. I mean, he, he, to be fair, he did shank you, right? And he gave you the brush off. 
but, but, but he did it in I a expect? nice way. Like, like I didn't want him to sort of hang around. He just sort of went, yeah, I'm having a great time. Thanks very much. Like, I didn't need any more than that. I didn't expect anything. I was just sort of, I was, I basically shoved the camera in his face, and and he's with his daughter trying to play some games. You know, trying to, try, you know, on a yeah, Sunday. I mean, he didn't have to queue for hours. No, he didn't. They, he got ushered round, and they. He oh, went, I bet he did. Yeah, he went from, and he went straight onto Battlefield Hardline after that, and then he. I watched him play Battlefield for a bit, and then I went off. I bet, I bet, it, I bet he with the, like the bounces with him, like just going, yeah, fucking way, you nerd. He's kicking nah, everybody else. No, he was just being chaperoned by like the EGX staff, but he, there was no bounces or anything. He was just, he was him, his daughter, and I think his daughter had a few friends with her. And yeah, he was just like saying, "Oh, do you want to jump on Battlefield?" And he he jumped the queue, like he, you know, you can sort of see why you can't let him, you know, people just bombard him, and you know, I I grabbed him for like thirty seconds, and there was already sort of like gathering. Uh, once they figure out who he is, because a lot of people just walked past him as he was playing Battlefield and didn't know who he was because he's just a dude playing right. Battlefield. But once people start taking pictures with him, people start to look, and then people start to bombard him. So you can see, you can see why he moves quickly. Yeah. So, first of all, him. Uh, second person I'd shout out is Johnny Marr. Uh, do you know who Johnny Marr is? Nope. He was the guitarist in the Smiths uh, back in the day. Okay. Uh, but he's released a new album called Playland, and it is truly brilliant. Does it release really? the show? I doubt it, but I just want to shout him out anyway for just producing such a great album. And it's it's real it's right back to the really good roots of indie rock, and it's just really good songs. Uh, so I can definitely recommend people should give it a listen. So I guess on that note, it's the end of the show. So time to go. Take it home with you. Exactly. Thank you. Good night, much love. Bye bye. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net. And on there, you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts. Similar in vain to ours, but different in the way they're uh, delivered. Some have all kinds of sound effects. Some talk about our Some might say that. No, no one says that. And of course, you have links to you know great forums. So check it out. VGHub.net is a great starting point for your podcast. So there you go, another week is done. In the bag, or in the can. Yeah. This is what this is. In the can. In the can. In the recording can. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. But yeah, Johnny Marr's album, can you give it a listen? It's good. Nope. Why not? What I'm just being honest, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna listen to it. Why not? Why not? Why? Don't want to, don't care. And now... Yeah, you don't have... Jerky. You don't oh, have... with Frank Rizzo. <laughs> oh, God. One minute. Andy, may I help you? Yeah, let me speak to Brett Weir. Uh, who's calling? Is he in? Yeah, who's calling? Look, jerky, I don't need to talk to you. You don't need to talk to me? Get right where I said. Hold on. <laughs> upstairs repairing something. You want me to call you back? Well, this is the super across the way. Yeah. And uh, he was supposed to take care of some business for me, and I'm very angry at that little jerk. All right, now I'm going to break his fucking head. So what do you want me to do? Get in touch with your wear. Uh, you, he knows what the fuck I'm talking about. And don't have me come down there for you either, tough guy. You tell him to see me. Super across the street? You got it. 
punk. Okay, I'll tell <laughs> Classic. That's actually classic. He handled that very well, to be fair, that guy. He, he yeah. didn't kick off or anything. Hey, by the way, Chini, uh, yes. you've been accused of plagiarism on our EGX film. Have you noticed this? Yeah. It's just the music, mate. I always... It's the music. It's just the music. I always get it. Plagiarized music? What are you talking about plagiarized? Well, Daniel Fletcher said somebody watches the Mitchell and Webb look. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that is it. That's exa- I said to Rob, that's what I'm going to do because that's what I've been watching. That's exactly like I do that to, to so people who watch Mitchell and Webb go, I get it. That's a reference to Mitchell. I don't do it because I'm stealing their idea. I just do. I know I'm not going to get away with that. And people go, oh, my God. Like, how do you expect? You know, I know that like, millions of people watch Mitchell and Webb. That's fine. It's a, it's, a, it's a nod towards... I said to Rob, do you watch Michelin Web? He said, yes. He says, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the Michelin Web thing. So there you go. Which was that? Because I never watch it. So what is, what yeah, is that? There you go. Bailout of like, uh, Digby Chicken... Da- Dastardly Digby Chicken Caesar. Where basically, it's this homeless guy. But he thinks he's sort of Sherlock Holmes. So he always thinks that he's on a case. And he's like, I'm going to fucking... It's the, she's on my back again, and it's just some homeless woman. Like, where are the fires? And then they steal stuff and they run, and they go. Oh, I get you. From you see, I didn't know what he was referring to. God, y'all hear run? Sorry, y'all hear about Brianna Wu is another female game developer who's been at home because of death threats. This sucks, man. I'm getting so sick of this. Yeah, did you see what they wrote, though? Yes. It's terrible. Of course it's terrible. It's horrible. Explain the story for someone that doesn't know what's going on. Arlington-based video game developer said she and her husband had to temporarily leave their home after they received graphic threats of sexual assault and death on Twitter, a response she believes to her online activism on behalf of women in the tech industry. But have you seen what the name of the account was? Yes, Death to Brianna. Yeah. It's disgusting. People Very suck. clever, that is. I hate them. And Twitter, maybe Twitter needs to do more to deal with this. Because, you know, it's happening on Twitter, and Twitter has this attitude of, like, well, you know, nothing we can do. Of course there are things they can do, but they're not... What, though? What can they do? Seriously. They could require that you, if you want a Twitter account, you have to give a name and address, maybe. I mean, that's an extreme step, and I'm not saying that's necessarily the thing that needs to happen, but that's an example of something they could do. Yeah, but... People do that anyway, but they just make up false ones. Well, maybe they need to do something where you have to confirm somehow or something. I don't know. Well, the only way is yeah, send us a photo of your driver's license well, no, so I'm that we know it's definitely What I suggested is what Twitter ought to do. What I'm saying is it's evidence that they could do something. And the idea that they can't do anything, I, I don't accept that. I'm sorry. Well, I kind of do because what can they do? And I've just asked you that question. The thing you said they could do, they can't do. I didn't say that's what they could do. I said that's an example of something they could do. I don't know enough about computers to say here's what they could do. But I do believe that there is something that could be done. The only thing they could do is provide the IP addresses of the people who are doing that's it to try and track story. them down. Step J so saying that people who do, that do death threats on Twitter in England get arrested. Yep. They do, but they have to track them down first. So they have to put – I think – Unfortunately, well, I've been playing watchdogs. It can't be that fucking hard. Apparently, they just ring for like ten seconds, and you trace <laughs> them there. Well, you've got to ask yourself. It depends on how serious the threats are, or how serious they think they are. 
and whether the police are willing to invest the time and money it takes to track that person's I, IP address down. And then story send... going to the U.S. Supreme Court right now about a guy who posted all sorts of horrible threats on Facebook, yeah. but he never did anything. But the question is, you know, at what point does a threat become harassment? At what point does it become an actual act yeah. of sort of psychological violence? Because people who say like, oh, it's just words, they've never been subjected to these kinds of things. So. I, you know, it's a tough question. I don't, I don't know exactly how I feel about it, but I do know that there's a pattern and it sucks and that we shouldn't accept it as a society. No, I mean, I said to Casey, we were talking about this today, and I said, I don't, I don't understand why people do it. I don't get it. It's because they have nothing in their life and they're mad and they hate women and, you know. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Did, did, just... did that thing on the news today about that revenge porn thing? Have you heard about that? No. So basically, if you're with someone in a relationship and you happen to take videos of them in sort of like some sort of sex type way, right, and then you broke up with them and then posted that that those video clips online, yeah, yeah. all right, because you're mad at them because they broke up with you because you're a loser, all right, then you could be prosecuted for that. You could be well, they're looking into it. That, but you should be. I mean, yeah. you should be because that's private. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, the question is, yeah, like who owns the rights to those images? Because traditionally it's been whoever takes the photo has the right to them. Um, yeah, so we have the recent uh, oh, right, and we're reaching monkey picture, didn't we? Technological development as a civilization where maybe we need to reevaluate that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. Anyway, I hate to love you and leave you, but I've got to go to bed because I've got to do very early. I could stand with doing some other things too. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And that's the last time. Thank you, Chini. Until next week. I know, yeah. Until next week. And thank you, Chini, for doing such a great YouTube video. And again, to everybody who's listening, if you haven't seen it, go and have a look. Hooray. And it's on our our Veteran Gamers YouTube channel, and it's just truly great. So well done. Cool. Out. See you. Okay, I'm going. See ya.